You know what I love about Twix? They taste delicious. You know what I hate about Twix? Caramel. <laughs> my team. Hi, I'm Elaine. I'm Welcome Carly. back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, <laughs> where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else she does. Confused me. Well, I went. Um, she went backwards. <laughs> this is episode. Totally Again, I'm Elaine, and that's Carly, and he is. Wow. Huh? You are. Who are you? She's all, she introduced me already. I- Carly introduced herself, and <laughs> I introduced myself, and then I did it again. Because of the gobble. Mm. <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> Is that me? Yes, that's you. I have to get a root canal, and he's got to do his thing. And I'm telling you, each of us picked a specific movie genre. I have horror. Well, I have horror. <laughs> I don't do a lot. Thrillers. You've done a couple. couple? I've done a couple. If we're being honest, I have romance. Yeah. (laughs) I have science fiction and fantasy. I do very little drama. I do both. Because they're kind of depressing and I don't want to talk about them first. The good ones are very long. Because I have depressing. And adventure. That's the same thing. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) very rarely it's like this is an action movie. This is an adventure movie. No, no. No, no. They're both. Sometimes (laughs) a movie is an adventure, but it's not very action packed. And sometimes it's action-packed, but you're like, it was not much of an adventure. Like most of the shit coming out today. Like, look at all of the action. All of the new Jurassic Park movies. All sizzle, no steak. I sometimes not do much a drama D, but true drama. It's just not fun to talk about. Then <laughs> so-and-so dies. It can be real boring. Then so-and-so loses it. It's like, well, the thrillers are like that too sometimes. This movie is three and a half hours long and it is depressing. Look, well, dramas can be really boring. They can be really sad. Or like all those like character studies, those could be interesting well, but have no plot. Because yeah. it's just this dude's life. Speaking of boring weeks. and sad, Disney, go. Oh. oh. Today on the podcast is my pick. Uh, I picked born? 2001's Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Yeah, it was just before they were boring and sad. We'll um, find out. It's 2001. I kind of think that you can think, as an adult, all Disney movies could qualify as boring and sad to some degree if you look at it in the right way. Sad, yes. I don't know. There's I a like lot the of songs in all of those little cartoons from when I grew up. Well, I'm just nostalgia. saying, back this in the one, day, Disney had balls. They killed Bambi's mother in the opening scene. Like, what? You don't think this movie has balls? Your, hundreds of people were killed. What's your favorite Disney song? Oh, oh that's a good question. Gaston. Yeah, mine's Gaston and Be Prepared from the Lion King. Mine is probably Akuna Under the Sea. That's a good one. Under the Sea? Okay. It's not so, Kiss the Girl. Mine is Kiss the Girl. <laughs> I was going to say. Under the Sea. The Little Mermaid. I thought Sebastian was here. I was, I was transported. The little Dawn and it's better. Dawn. I'm not going to lie. The little fucking mermaid is my favorite movie. Keep going. What do they got to lots of steps? That might be racist. We I'm got a saying. hot crustacean shield band. Wow. Darling, it's better. Somewhere it's wetter. Under the sea. It's so good. I like Kiss the Girl better because I'm a romantic. But I love The Little Mermaid. That's my favorite. I don't care. And let me specify Gaston from the cartoon movie, yes. not from the live action. That one I don't, sucked. I don't want that, any of the live action movies I don't want nothing to do with. 
Although, I actually think Atlantis would be a good live-action movie. Yeah, it was like, imagine how much this would cost yeah. if they tried to do live-action. I was action. like, oh my god, dude, this movie would When those dudes got up, they clapped. <laughs> it's all CGI. They would all do it CGI. I know, CGI. but that's expensive. It'd be like a Transformers um, movie. Look at some of the recent shit coming out by Marvel. Their CGI department is way Could you that. just wipe your dog's eye crusties with my makeup towel? <laughs> Yep. Please put that in the laundry, sir. <laughs> Please put that in the laundry. Well, the baby needed to be cleaned up. Okay. Oh, man. The other baby just left. <laughs> okay. We pulled up. I was like, oh, cross might be there. Our son is home vacationing, and it scared Tony. Who is this large man in well, your home? I'm not used to a fifth person being in your house. <laughs> it's the same thing when we were at your parents' house and Lucia walked in. I'm like, who the hell is that? Oh, because they've grown up so much in the last couple years. Whoa, so somehow. Like, I she was intruder, intruder. I'm like, <laughs> Seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, buddy. Oh, also, thank you for coming to let the dogs out yesterday, even though you set off the alarm. That's really That's funny, enough. by the way. Distracted. Well, because they were like, I want to go out. I want to go out. I want to go out. I was like, okay, let's go out. And then, and then they were like, I let them out, and then they're looking at the window. It's like, you have to go pee. <laughs> so I went outside with them, and all of a sudden, it's like, what? 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 I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> the end of the world's coming. Oh, it's, I fucking forgot to turn off the fucking alarm. <laughs> Off, like, I ran back there and I'm like, what the, what the fuck is the code and what's the button? I was like, burr, burr. like this is really working. Sound the alarm, Mrs. Packard. Holy oh, shit. that's hilarious. Now we've both funny. set off your alarm. <laughs> I've set off the alarm before. But I've had a lot more chances than you. Okay, so Atlantis, The Lost Empire does is not a musical, which is unusual. And the uh, directors that did this movie... Your and, other one wasn't a musical either, was it? Uh... The Llama. The Emperor's New yeah. Group. There were no, songs, though. There were songs no. in it, but um, it wasn't... Boom, baby. As it's not like musical. Words. It was not as the most musical. musical. Yeah. <laughs> it was not like a Disney musical, but it, it there were numbers. This yeah. one has a soundtrack, but the there is no singing. Like, who's going to sing in that? Boom, baby. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't say these are left or right twigs. How does he know whether he supports them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're Republican. You can't eat it. (laughs) More for me. Uh, um, So the directors of this movie had just did the Hunchback of Notre Dame. And they wanted to work together again, but they did not want to do a Disney musical. So this movie specifically is not a Disney musical, and they wanted to do something more Mm action-packed. So that was the thought process going in when they worked on this movie. Mm-hmm. So Atlantis of the Lost Empire has a 49% thermometer with a 54% audience score. Wow. It has a 52% Metacritic with a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It had a budget of $120 million. Wow. In the United States, it only made $84 million. This was a Disney movie. <laughs> um, and in worldwide, it grossed 186 but still... Mm-hmm. That's not very much for a Disney movie. They usually recoup their I money. wonder. I wonder if it's because it's not a musical. I, I wonder how much of being a musical factors into p- parents taking their kids back and kids wanting to see it again and again. Because they want to sing the song. Do sing you want to know the snowman? <laughs> I also like that you're welcome. I'm going to Barbara Oh, I like Be Our, be your Guest. Be Our Guest. From oh, yeah. Be your guest. <laughs> so what Tony's trying to say low-key is that Beauty and Beast is his favorite Disney movie. Well, I think it's a, it's a Lion King or the Little Mermaid, honestly. Lion King. When you first. understand that Gaston is not the bad guy. Beauty and the Beast. But Gaston's the only thing I like about that movie, really. And he, Let me hero, tell you. I don't like Belle or the. Beast. Here's here's I don't the like thing. Belle. 
Here's the thing about the Beauty and the Beast that's really upsetting. When they did the live action Beauty and the Beast, you realize how fucking terrible Belle is. Yeah. <laughs> All those townsfolk are. Um, how do you forget you have a fucking prince that, like, he lives in the woods yeah. that <laughs> This guy's your prince. Yeah. Okay. The Beast is terrible. You never forget Prince Dracula, I guarantee you. Gaston is right. Dracula's coming uh, as a play. I saw that. Like in uh, Saving Sarah Marshall? I could see it. I've never seen it ever. Yeah, yeah, Dracula. Play. I mean, a lot of Disney movies are based on fairy tales that when you, that are not, like, Disney changes them to make them more happy yeah, than the yeah. actual fairy yeah, tale they're, is. They're very scary but fairy. Beauty and the Beast is one of those ones that's especially problematic when you get rid of the cartoon aspect. Yeah. When you watch the cartoon, Belle, she's, okay, likable. The live action, you want to kick that bitch down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I, I think that the casting on that was a real terrible mistake. I have nothing against at whatever her name is. Emma, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. She's a I great... was going to say Hermione, but that's not her name. <laughs> no, but she's a good actress, but she was not... She wasn't cast. This wasn't a good role. They for needed somebody who was extremely sweet and likable to and find... To like that character. No, she's pretentious and <laughs> snotty and thinks everyone around her is dumb. Like... Yeah. So, our, after our review on Beauty and the Beast, can we get to our review on Atlantis? <laughs> sure. Uh, what do you think going in, Carly? I had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, okay, that's, I was going to say I had seen most of the Disney cartoon movies, but there is a point where that stops because yeah. once I was like 12. <laughs> you stopped watching them. I stopped watching them. This is probably right when you were like a Oh, this Aladdin. is my senior year of high school Aladdin, or so really like when too. this movie came out. So I was not in the... I like Sleeping Beauty. Show you the world. I was not watching them with my niece or nephew, and I was not watching them for myself. Yeah, so. you didn't have children, so you didn't go back and yeah. revisit one like, you I've never seen that Princess and the Frog or the Pea. Or that the... one I have never seen. <laughs> I've only seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame one time. I went as far as Lilo and Stitch, and that was it for me. Lilo and Stitch is so good, though. I never saw that never one. Saw that. Can we talk so. about how great David is in Lilo no, and we, Stitch? No, let's talk about Alanis. There's <laughs> not even dating her, and he does all kinds of things for them. Alanis is family. Let's go. He's just a good dude. Disney doesn't usually give guys personalities. <laughs> They're just pretty faces. Yep. <laughs> Disney princes are mostly just eye candy. Let's yes. be real. But it's okay. We'll allow it. Well, they're cartoons for children. They don't need to be super deep. No, these are cartoons <laughs> for What do you girls. think going in? Boys like Disney movies. What do you think going in, John? Well, there you, you have to say a name or we don't, the friends don't know what we're talking about here. Well, you distracted me. I almost got to your name and then you interrupted me. Um, I've, I've seen this movie, I believe it's a cubic shit ton of times because both <laughs> of my kids like this movie. That's a good one. So we watched it a lot. Ah. So I didn't really need to watch this again. Milo. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Milo. <laughs> I uh, had never seen this movie. It's one mm-hmm. of those. There's a. There's like a handful of Disney movies that all kind of glommed together to me. It's like this and like what was that other one? Legend of the Lost Treasure. There's like a bunch of them that I just I missed missed them when Treasure they're coming Planet. out. Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. Well, eventually we're gonna do because no, I don't yeah. That, that you thought we were doing. And he t- was like, Titan talking about A-E. Treasure Planet? No, that's not what no, it's I want to do it. Like, it was like Titan AE. There's a bunch of like little... Titan AE is also good. I'm just saying, there's a bunch of little sci-fi type fantasy movies like that that I just missed. A lot of adults like Titan AE, but kids didn't really like it because it was it's really it. sci-fi heavy, which is not always what a kid wants. Kids prefer fantasy over sci-fi, I think, sometimes, even though all little kids want to go to space. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they really... Well... 
They like aliens that come to Earth, but they don't really like movies about going out to aliens. Let's this is like witness Space Jam. <laughs> well, no, but those aliens came to Earth. Let's they, talk about the new Buzz, Buzz Lightyear movie. Buzz Lightyear just failed. That was in space. So. Nobody liked it. But when Buzz Lightyear came to Toy Story, aliens yeah. in Earth. Uh, Maybe it's just me, but I had no interest in seeing Buzz Lightyear because Tim Allen wasn't voicing um, Buzz Lightyear. It's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I this just, is a voice. He's alive and, and willing to do it. Well, fuck yeah. I just don't need a Buzz Lightyear movie. I'm yeah. like, I, I I'm like, why story. did I see well, that? Because Amanda watched it. I came over for work. Or slinky guy. <laughs> I want to see. They can't do Slinky Dog that's too burning. I know. He died. died. Who's in this movie? I know. This is his last movie. Is it really? He didn't live to see it. Wow. What did he die from? Heart attack? I don't Oh, remember. I'm sorry. Didn't drink I think that milk? was me. <laughs> 282. I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't well, remember, but he was Because nobody talks to me that isn't you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you check your phone, I'll read you some reviews. Oh, good. This one is by Phoenix-107. Boring, dumb, oh, choppy animated so tale by Disney. The premise is noble, but the script is completely ludicrous. How can the Atlanteans know French and English when they were sunk before the languages were invented? How can the Atlanteans age sl insanely slower than us? <laughs> I don't want to waste any more time talking about this stupid, stupid movie. It only avoids a one because every once in a while the old lady would elicit a chuckle. The old lady who is like in my brain. Mrs. Packer. And I looked in, my, in her eyes. And you couldn't figure out why you know And her. I was like, I guess... Because I know I watched My Two Dads when I was little. Yes. But I don't remember anything about it except that she had two dads. So was, I guess it's just like a voice in my brain that lives there. <laughs> this was one of the last movies where in a Disney movie someone was smoking. I did see in the beginning. She's also the grandma on the dinosaurs. Did warning, you watch dinosaurs? Yeah, I think so. Depiction. It's like, it's it's another like, well, watch show out I don't now. Someone is about. smoking. Scary stuff. Like, if this you is, watch someone smoking, does that give you nightmares nowadays or what? This is the last... Okay, it's so fucking fragile nowadays. You see someone smoking and it freaks you out? Can I tell you something? Oh, I'm on a rant. What kind <laughs> of soft, weak-willed motherfucker can't see someone smoking? This is the last Disney In film. In a goddamn cartoon. This was the last Disney film to feature a character who smokes. The problem is... Which is interesting trivia. With the smoking thing is, I would think it would be one of those things where it's like, you probably don't want Wolverine smoking because he's what? like the hero of the movie. But you can't be, get... You might cancer. be... Right, I'm just saying, but you might... Kids would look up, but nobody in this movie smokes as a good guy. They're all terrible. Like that, the, come, all right, bad. first of all, um, go back and listen to our episode, Thank You for Smoking. Smoke uh -huh. cigarettes are cool <laughs> and available. And whether someone smokes in a movie or not is not going to be the determining factor. I know, but that's just, that's what people like this thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, and I'm you just know, like, I don't think anybody good, like super, super good role models in this movie smoke. Because Wolverine smoked a cigar in a bunch of movies. Yeah. And... Cigars are not the same. It wasn't the in the comics anymore. They changed it. Cigar it's smoking stupid. is not the same as cigarette smoking, though. People do not look at cigar smoking in the same way. You know why? Because usually a, a bad cigar tastes really bad, and you don't do that more than once. A good a cigar good, is expensive. Even a good cigar tastes... And even still, you don't smoke a pack of cigars a day. Typically. No. <laughs> you can smoke on one stogie for... <laughs> then you do. Right. And then you smoke $100 cigars constantly. A day. It's just... On the other hand, the hand... To terminate the money. You know, I've got to terminate the money. On the other hand... On the other hand, I smoked the, that, the Dutch 
Also, I spoke Dutch for sorry. Predator Man. The, the language thing, I didn't need them to explain it. I'm just like, it's magic. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, These people got, are magic. Why are you even trying to explain we're it? We're a million it's miles fucking magic. underwater in <laughs> an ice cave. I actually... Flying, floating, right. the language, sharks, let's, let's be real. The language French. is dumb, but the getting older thing, they actually explain that. <laughs> and it's just a certain point where they I'm like... explain that. Whatever, um, man. So... We're on an island that's flying. <laughs> this user's arrow. name. I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. <laughs> this user's name is The Hand. Uh-oh. And they say Atlantis, like the, the lost... The fight Daredevil? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's what I was thinking. Can I just get this out? Can yeah. I get clarification whether this is The Hand that fights Daredevil? No, because it has a, it's uh, H-A-N-D-E. Oh, that's not the same. That's handy. Um... Atlantis the Lost Empire is a triumph of, for animation in many ways. Firstly, it combines an excellent story with equally impressive, impressive animation to create a captivating film. The characters are brilliant. There's no cute talking animal sidekicks. Apparently that bothers them. Yes. The depth that this film reaches is quite impressive for Disney. It's a film that both children and adults can enjoy. While there are no grand musical numbers, the soundtrack is also top notch. What makes the film even more enjoyable is an excellent voice cast and underrated classic. There's a lot of motherfuckers in this movie. Yeah, there are. Every time I'm like, dude, that's what's his name, and that's what's her name, and that's what's his name. And that's Which is like, funny because there's only 13 people in this cast. Yeah, <laughs> but all... there's apparently a lot. Uh, so this movie was directed. Can I help you? Sorry, friends. The dogs decided that I need to pet him right now. This movie was directed by Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise, and they directed um, also The Beauty and the Beast and The Hunchback of Notre Dame as a team. For Disney animation. Well, that's a tale as old as time. Um, this, it was written by, there were eight people listed. Eight people wrote this? Eight people. One of them being Joss Whedon. I thought, is one um, of them going to be Plato? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is Plato listed? He's listed wow. as one of the creditors. Well, I guess you have to. Just like yeah, with I mean, Detroit, you yeah. have to. He's actually listed seventh. There's one yeah. person behind him. But the number one, <laughs> Should um, have been both the directors are credited with part of the story. But also, the number one writer is Tab Murphy, and he wrote the screenplays as well for Disney's Brother Bear, which is another movie I love. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I've never seen the is that a cartoon? Yes, Brick Moranis is in it. Um, Tarzan. And then on a non-animated uh, scale, he did Gorillas in the Mist, which is quite a... Is the one with um, Jane Frosty? Jane Goodall. With Jane, about Sigourney Jane Goodall. Weaver? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then My Best Friend is a Vampire. <laughs> Which John made me watch not long ago. We did I for the podcast. That movie. We did do that for the podcast. When you made me watch it not long ago. It's a great movie. And yeah. as I recall. That was Halloween last it's year. terrible. <laughs> We're coming up on Halloween this year. As I recall, when you made and me watch what it. What will I make you watch this year? Uh, will I, I make know. you watch? I mm. hope it's not. Never mind. I don't want to spoil it. Because if you say it, know what it's going to be. I had two September picks this, this month. It's weird. Yeah. Because I was like, oh man, I get to do my Hollywood, my Halloween movie next. And Carl was like, no, actually, it's still in September. I was like, <laughs> she goes, but the good thing is your Halloween movie will be like the day before Halloween. I was like, oh, okay. Well, this movie. Well, I'm glad you worked that out. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, this is an animated film. So, all of our voice work is done by the following people. Well, the character of Milo, Milo. our star, is Michael J. Fox. Never heard of him. What's he been in? Uh, Doc Hollywood. Welcome back to the podcast. The Secret of My Success. That's not... Teen Wolf. Thank you. He was in Teen Wolf. (laughs) He was in Back to the Future. Yeah, but I my favorite Michael J. Fox movies are Doc Hollywood and The Secret of My Success, which is why I wrote those down. Spin City. Yeah, Spin City. What about... um, Family Tides? Yes. 
I was going to say growing pains, but I was like, that's not right. No. <laughs> okay, then we have the that character. Was Cameron. <laughs> then we have the character of Preston Whitmore, who is He was John, also in The Hard Way with Jimmy Woods. Who is played by John Mahoney. We Welcome back to the podcast from She's the One. The father and from Frasier. What else was he in? Right. He was also in um, Moon uh, Moonstruck. He was trying to get Rose to oh, cheat. Oh, see, no, John misunderstood. When I said she's the one, he said, and as if there was another welcome back to the podcast, but that's not what he was doing. So that's why I said, <laughs> what else was he in? Because I was, but no, we were we were not on the same. We were quite on, we were on parallel streets, but not the same street. You were not drift compatible. Yeah. For that moment. Okay, and then we have Rourke, who's uh, voiced by James Garner. Welcome back to the podcast from Fire in the Sky. And who's awesome in that. Excellent film, Maverick. Yes. Yes. Because uh, he was in the show Maverick. We have some different uh, Helga, Dr. Sweet, Vinny. Maverick, yeah. Those are all I just voice <laughs> actors that work quite <laughs> frequently. <laughs> um, Audrey is played by, uh, voiced by Jacqueline Oberados. I can't say her last name, I'm so sorry. But she was in Palm Springs the Oberados. last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Mrs. Packard, who's voiced by Florence Stanley, who was, welcome back to the podcast, she was on Down With Love. Yep, she was the secretary. And she was, as we were saying, the judge for My Two Dads and the grandmother on Dinosaurs. So if you watched either of those great TV shows. Then you know that Not the voice. mama. Not the mama, yep. Then the character of Cookie is voiced by the great, late Jim Barney, um, who was Slinky Dog from the Toy Story franchise and, of course, Ernest. <laughs> who was an advertising character that became that they decided to make a film around. Oh, several. A lot of films. Well, no, but he was an advertising yeah, yeah. character, and then that turned into a film, Ernest Goes to Camp, which became a sensation. And then Ernest Goes to Hollywood. Ernest, Ernest Goes to Stupid. Ernest Scared Stupid jail. is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest There's goes so to much hamburger. greasy slime in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's... All right. And like then um, the character bad. of Kida is voiced by Cree Summer, and she was uh, Christy in the Care Bears The Next Generation film. We were looking at her IMDb. I was like, this bitch has over 300 and she was voice. she was the voice of Penny in the original yeah. Inspector Gadget run. She was which also, was also in fun. A Different World. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, she was yeah. in all kinds of stuff. Like a hundred episodes. <laughs> she was in all was kinds of stuff. in a different world. But that Care Bears... She was this spacey... I'll tell you that Care Bears, the second movie, we probably have watched 200 times. The kids love that one. They Ishka like, Bibble. Yes. They loved it. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then, of course, the king of the Atlanteans is voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Also, the late great. Welcome back to the podcast. From he had that great number one hit. From Transformers. He had that great song, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Remember that, that song one? is crazy <laughs> and good. Like the first time you watched Spock sing about Bilbo, it just it's unsettling at first. Was he know. in the Star Trek movie we did? Yeah. Uh, he, yes. Yeah, he's required by law to be in every Star Trek movie ever. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> really? The YZ He, he was in Wrath of Khan. <laughs> I couldn't remember which one. But he was he also did. in the Star Trek movie we did, the new one. Yes. Yeah, that's what, what I, I was talking darkness. about. Yeah. I know he was in the old one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is probably his second or third. Okay. Anyways, he's awesome. <laughs> Do we have any All more right, thoughts yeah. before we start? I don't think so. I think we're good. Uh, was the guy that did the bomb expert, was that Guido Sarducci, Father Guido Sarducci? Yes. Okay. Because I was like, that, yes, that it sounds was. like him, but I don't know what his name was, and I felt like looking at him. Yeah, Tony's like, is that? And I was like, oh, well, is... that's not his name on IMDb, and his I don't know His name is Don Novello. Okay. <laughs> and he's he does a ton of voice work, yeah. but his most famous role is actually Guido Sarducci. Yeah. 
Got a couple cherry bombs. <laughs> a few of my own. Um, so the movie opens. Maybe we have some natural glycerin. And we get a line from a quote from Plato. In a single day and night of misfortune, the island of Atlantis disappeared into the depths of the sea. This was a quote from Plato from 360 BC. Um, All we right. quick question: Atlantis, real or myth? Tony, real. Atlantis. Real. Real, like it was a land that sank, know. not real that it has aliens and magic and. <laughs> Realism is more advanced than everybody else. But at the time, you were rubbing sticks together. So. Yeah. Real, as in it was a real place. Yeah. But as for whether it was aliens, technology, I cannot. Yeah. Since we've never fi- actually found it, to our knowledge. Um, I cannot confirm or deny aliens. I think it was real, an island civilization that perished. Mm-hmm. And they're ed- they were more evolved than everybody else, but not to this length. And they probably have already found it, but they're not called Atlantis. And it was just, just civilization, so no one gave and a shit. And if we ever run out of movies, I uh, want us to do a cryptid stimulus podcast like that. Where we do crazy shit like that. Atlantis, Bigfoot. There's do not a- that many. Wait, didn't Jesse Ventura have that? <laughs> Yeah, we're cool with <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura. I don't know what the fuck. Predator. That is a controversial uh, opinion. That I do not support Mr. the Body. What the Running Man? Oh shit! What? What was his name in the Running Man? Oh fuck! Cap- Captain Freedom? No. Uh, you could, you know what? You could look Commander it up. Freedom. No, there's no way to find out. We don't know. I think it's Captain Freedom. Uh, Captain Go! Freedom's I'm right. gonna need you. To there look is that no up. way you're cooler than Captain Freedom. He was the governor. Crush guys. Go to the Gladiator. We should do the Running Man. Maybe I should do we that. We can't. Doesn't qualify. It's got to be a birthday pick. Maverick doesn't either. Hmm? Maverick doesn't either. Is that what happened, Donathan? Yeah. yeah. I could do the Running Man and no one would gainsay me. I would. I don't care if you can do the Running Man. I love How much money did it make? <laughs> All right. See, now you're distracting me. and You can't distract me when I'm <laughs> doing the episode. <laughs> I love how Elaine... Oh, there's all this dead air this while I'm trying to look up. This is why episodes take so fucking long. Captain Freedom. Because he had Captain Freedom's workout, remember? <laughs> Are you ready for pain? Well, how much money did this make? I don't remember. Elaine, will you focus? Of course you haven't. <laughs> oh my god, I totally could do it. Made it's twenty-seven million dollar budget, Ooh. and it only grossed thirty-eight million. I can totally do the Running Man. Nice. Anyways, that although happen? that's a lot of money back in nineteen seventy whatever. It was the eighties. Will you focus on fucking Milo? Seventy whatever. It's like eighty-two or something. Eighty-seven. We're on a clock here today. Let's go, uh, people. So. There's That's a true. So we get into our first sequence. We see a giant tidal wave. We see some advanced scout ships, planes. I don't. They're carved creatures, uh, sea creatures, but they fly. Ships, like statues? planes. They're like. I don't know. Yeah, they look like but, statues, but they're. But they're ships. racing. They're flying stone sharks. <laughs> They're racing back to the city to sound an alarm because the water is rising and the, the Atlantis, the island is going to be overrun. And we see there's a giant star in the sky and it calls a woman to it. She floats up into the sky and then a giant shield bubble is formed and that everything in the bubble sinks into the sea. And then we go to 1914, Washington, D.C. This is one of the few movies that is actually has a year associated with it for Disney as well. Um, we see Milo is giving a presentation. Uh, he has, he's proposing 
that this museum funds an expedition to find the lost city of Atlantis based on a page from this book called The Shepherd's Journal, which he believes has been mistranslated and is to be located in Ireland, but he it's mistranslated, it's actually Iceland, so if they fund an expedition to Iceland, he can find the rest of this book, which would then lead them to the lost city of Atlantis and the greatest scientific find of the century. Would it be? However, his presentation gets... I think it'd be like front page news for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Anyway. <laughs> he gets a call in the middle of his presentation, and we see that it is someone asking him to fix the boiler, which he does. And then it appears that he's not actually giving a presentation. He is practicing his presentation in the basement of this museum. Then he gets a message from the board of directors that says that they changed the time of his presentation from 4.30 to 3.30. It is now like 4.20. Mm-hmm. And, that, uh, and then he gets a second message that says because he did not appear so, on time for his presentation, they've decided not to fund his research. And he is very upset. So he tries to catch them. He races upstairs with his research. And we see the grumpy old white men who think that he's full of waffle. He's a wackadoodle. Yes. (laughs) Um, Talking about him. And he catches, and they run when they see him coming. But he's able to catch his boss and tries to tell him about his discovery and what he's learned. And uh, his boss is like, no, we are never going to fund this expedition. We fund real scientific expeditions, not this bunch of baloney. And Milo threatens to quit if they won't fund his expedition. And his boss says, no, winter's coming, and we need you to fix the boiler. He has a letter recognition of uh, resignation. resignation all ready to go. But his and boss his, does his, not... Wait a minute, his boss said winter is coming? <laughs> he does say that. <laughs> Like, he actually says, he says winter, is his winter is coming. Is, is he a fucking Stark by any chance? His boss has this very <laughs> kindly moment where he tells him, you have a lot of potential, but you're wasting it on these crackpot schemes, so get yourself together. And then Peter's off. It's like, figure your shit out. When you have a good idea that doesn't have something to do with Atlantis, yeah. maybe we will listen to you. And he calls in the, the dire wolf into the car. Continue and continue collecting away. your pay. <laughs> it's, so like, his, it's like when his, you're watching TV and, and you... And, Bigfoot chasers comes on, mm-hmm. and they're like, come back. When we, after the break, we got some exciting Bigfoot news. I'm like, I don't think you do. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't on the news, and this show's a week old. <laughs> so I don't know how exciting it is. It's going to be, you didn't find anything. <laughs> like, we found three hairs in some air. Otherwise, we found a tuft be... of hair that we cannot positive, yeah. posi- positively identify as bear. So it could be. Sasquatch. Could be. I like they always try that shit. Like, yeah, the try. groundbreaking news DNA, will come like, next. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this isn't groundbreaking. DNA because, like <laughs> ruined Bigfoot, man. They had yeah. so many, so many hairs and so much tufts of hair, and then they send it all in. They're like, yeah, it's a person. That's a wolf. Or it's a bear. bear. <laughs> nice try. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, but they still have the the Bob Radimus uh, video. <laughs> yeah, you know the guy that got arrested for check fraud. <laughs> It's the same when as he the, bought the camera that he found Bigfoot on his the first attempt. The same as the Loch Ness monster. The guy admitted it was bullshit. Yeah, whatevs. That's what they want you to believe. Yeah, he's big, been paid off. Big Ireland wants you to not believe in Loch Ness. Yeah, wow. Joe Rogan's got a very funny skit about how if a guy dressed up in a bear, I mean, in a Bigfoot costume, came in contact with a real Bigfoot, <laughs> now it would fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> 
and how you can do nothing about it because yeah. it's a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Is that kind of like the end of Trading Places where yes. the guy in the gorilla suit, suit gets it, locked in the gorilla cage? Yeah, where it's like, all right, well, this is happening and there's really nothing you can do about it. Or real life when sometimes you go you swimming just... with dolphins and the dolphins kind of try to have sex with you. Yeah, like if nature decides it's time, you, whether you're consenting or not is irrelevant. Yeah. So Milo goes home. And somebody, Imagine having to go home and tell that to your friends. Yeah. And a femme fatale has broken into his apartment. Oh, yeah. How did you get in here? I came down the chimney. Ho, oh. ho, ho. She delivers this line very well. I like her uh, voice work in this. So it's Helga Welcome Sinclair. Back to, welcome back to the podcast, That Line. There was also a line in the movie Eraser. Mm-hmm. No one seems to care about that. I thought that was cool. Uh, she's um, broken the only one that <laughs> She's come to uh, collect Milo because her employer has a proposal for him. And Milo agrees to go with her to meet Mr. Preston Whitmore, a wealthy eccentric. Why are they always wealthy eccentrics? Can't both people be eccentric? Well, they can, but nobody cares. Because poor people that are eccentric, <laughs> nobody ever hears about. Yeah. They're just crazy people. Actually, or people just know about them. Like... A few years ago, they were talking about the lady who hula hoops on Granby Street. Like, people know that she's there, but nobody knows her. <laughs> you're only eccentric if you got money. If you don't have money, you're crazy. Dennis Hopper said that in Speed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He says, poor people are crazy. Rich people are eccentric. No, really. <laughs> when you got all the money. There you go. So, um, Preston Whitmore, Milo goes in and sees that there's a portrait of his grandfather with... Preston Whitmore, his grandfather was also a famous explorer. Uh, Whitmore uh, tells Milo that him and his grandfather were good friends and that his grandfather left a package for Milo in his possession to give it to him when he's ready. So he gives him the package. I was just shit when he's ready. (laughs) And it's the Shepherd's Journal. Where was it? Iceland. I knew it! I knew it was in Iceland. While they're talking, you see in the background there's a giant fish tank, and in the fish tank are coelacanths. Coelacanths, which cool. is con- is called the living fossil because they thought they were extinct. They <laughs> thought they were extinct a long time ago, and they were caught in the 1930s, which is 20 years after the time frame that this is set. Which means he has some before they've even been found. That's the kind of guy. That's the kind of Disney Easter egg that's in this movie. <laughs> no, no, I got all excited and Carly's like, I don't care. What are you <laughs> I, dude, those are coelacanths. She's like, that's uh, great. I, that <laughs> it's cool. nothing to me. <laughs> Welcome to marriage. Yeah. <laughs> but Milo impressed... The body bow. <laughs> Milo starts to talk about how important the Shepherd's Journal is and how with this he could find Atlantis. And Whitmore's kind of baiting him, and he's like, that's nonsense. So Atlantis isn't real. And Milo uh, is very resolute. He says he is going to find Atlantis if he has to go and rent a, a rowboat and do it himself because he knows the museum will never fund him. And Whitmore is impressed with his commitment and says, this is just the kind of commitment I needed, and I'm going to let you in on our expedition. So Whitmore explains that he had lost a bet with his grandfather that if they found the journal in Iceland that Whitmore would fund the whole expedition to find Atlantis and also kiss him straight on the mouth. And then there's a photo of them kissing and being grossed out by it, which is kind of funny in a cartoon sense. Why? Because the rampant homophobia or... (laughs) No? Well, if you don't want to kiss somebody, it's gross. It is gross. 
But their whiskers got intertwined. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you're kissing a boy you don't like or a girl you don't like or Atlantean. A, or an Atlantean or someone of an androgynous oh. nature who goes by they, them. Cartoons. If you don't want to kiss that person, it's kind of gross. <laughs> okay, moving on. What if Whitmore doesn't wash his beard? All right, you, now you're too... like old toast in there. Now it's too much. So you've gone too far. So, and he says, I'm not one to welch on a bet, and I'm going to fund this whole expedition. And Milo is like, but you would need a crew. You need all these different exports. And Whitmore says, I've got all that. And he has these dossiers on his crew of people. The explosive expert, the mechanic... The geologist. Doctor. The same crew that found the journal. And they only need one person, or one last person, to join their crew, an expert in gibberish. And Milo is a linguist and a cartographer. Someone who can read the journal. Yep. An expert in gibberish. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. And spoiler. Oh. <laughs> yep. Willis is Do dead. Do you oh. think that what? Mr. Whitmore is is like because he doesn't seem like he is is like in charge of Rourke and on mm-hmm. in on that whole thing but then why would they do it if he didn't want you know because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> at the end he's not mad that they didn't do that he seems totally not. cool and I like I don't understand I, I thought <laughs> you tell me if this is what you got from it those crystals make you immortal, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's why he did it. I thought he wanted the crystal to make him immortal. This is what I think. So <laughs> they didn't expect anyone to be alive. I might be projecting. There is be. a line where Helga is like, sir, there weren't supposed to be people here. So what they are is they're explorers, and they find things and exploit it for their personal gain. This is probably where Whitmore gets half of what is his fortune now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he hires them. They go find these artifacts, and then he helps them sell them or artifacts. he keeps them for himself. Because this is what he does like, with his money. But just because you're willing to steal artifacts doesn't mean you're willing to murder an entire race of people. Yes. So I feel like the That's same way... That's why he wasn't mad. He got a crystal. This, they got a lot of wealth. Everything's cool. The same way that... Yeah, the same way that the rest of the... Spoilers crew decides that they're not going to be part of this extermination of a people. Mm. Like, Rourke doesn't care. He's all about the money and he's obviously a shitty person. But these other people have consciences. Whitmore could have a conscience as well. They still got a bunch of fucking treasure, which is really all they were they yeah. cared about. No, they didn't get the giant crystal. And I don't think they had any idea that the crystal makes them immortal. Mm-hmm. They just thought it was some kind of magic power because source. Vinny <laughs> even said it. You know, it's not like we hurt anybody. Well, nobody we knew. Because <laughs> you know they, yeah. they okay. they say grave robbed and but I was like I just parked. don't understand. <laughs> but it does make a difference. The people, this is how they survive. Okay, I'm down. Like people, <laughs> people will like embezzle funds from their employer, but they would never consider murdering someone. Yeah, yeah. there's levels. If they got caught. There are levels to crime. Yes, victimless <laughs> crime. They're all crime. There's no such thing as victimless crime. Just saying. Yeah, but we know that. So he's going. So like, I don't want your money. I want the bank's money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your money. Mm-hmm. Milo, <laughs> you're about to go the fuck up because you just robbed the bank. Milo's like, all right, I'm in. I'm into this expedition, but I gotta go quit my job and pack my stuff. And Whitmore's like, I took care of all that stuff. You just get on this boat. We're good to go. Right now, Tony goes. Well, that's interesting. Just put all these complications in front of this character, and then go. Huh, they're gone. <laughs> There's a there was a lot. That's just lazy, right? Well, it's for There's children. a lot to get yeah. this movie going. 
but then it's gone, you know. Yeah. It's it's not like I don't know. It's a pretty short other movie. I was gonna say there's another movie that's they get like that. Right on that motherfucker. There's plenty of like, movies problem, where they don't go. give you a lot of plot. Yeah. But they show you that he's not respected, but this is really important to him. They show you that he was a big admirer of his grandfather who died and this guy. You know he's pretty much going to finish his fa- his grandfather's final expedition. So you can of you can see go. that there's kind of two almost two movies going on here that they kind of. You know that was the sequel to this was like six spliced movies together and and it, it works. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit Indiana Jones, a little bit Stargate. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it was very Stargate when you said that. I was like, I didn't I didn't remember yeah, that. Start towards the end, I was like, this is Stargate. This is a good movie. Stargate That's why movie. I think this would make a good live action adaptation. Yeah, because you think about Indiana Jones and you think about Stargate, they could do this if they do it, it serious. Would... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We don't have. Uh, they no. would probably they would change some of the characters a little bit so that yeah. they weren't so stereotypical and so that they were more likable. Yeah, but it also has a super diverse cast. Yeah. Does have a Which very, is does. something it has that... a very diverse cast for two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. And Should I'm sorry. For <laughs> and if you look at the way that the Atlanteans are drawn, um, they're I think that they look like indi- indigenous North Americans for the most part. Which, although a lo- some of the trivia said that they were um, a more like African features, but they're clearly not white Caucasian. Yeah. Oh no. They're, they're not. They're not elves either. Which, <laughs> which is something that would work well in today's climate. Like this movie. They should be trying to develop. I tend to think that Atlanteans would have been European. Instead of doing a Mufasa Mof- movie. Of where it's from. <laughs> it's, uh, it, they never actually say where Atlantis is. Outside the Pillars of Hercules. We know exactly where that is. Put it, put it, put it right outside the Atlantic Ocean. Inside the Atlantic Ocean. There. So Mediterranean, not European. <laughs> well, dude, now you're just splitting hairs. So they could be... <laughs> Middle you, Eastern, easily. Middle Eastern. <laughs> or... Uh, of you're Greek go, descent, you're going or the wrong way, other way, other way towards Spain. Anyway, but they could be Spanish. black. They could be. They could be anything. Let's have some fun with it. Make them something else. I thought the Kita might be drawn by the same person who did Jasmine, because some of her faces to me, I was like, well, that's Jasmine. <laughs> if you look at some of the Disney stuff, they like blatantly would take the exact same scene like, and just they could have just taken like, the paper from her to yeah, looking just, this way. So, so yeah, they just take like, yeah. right, we've already done this. Just change the clothes. Perfect. They Move do on. the the animation style. Of this is slightly different because they have a lot more hard edges. Yeah. In there, like with like her mouth and, and you her can t- eyes, really. But there's <laughs> a lot more hardness to their. Features and like that's why I think um, indigenous North American, or because they get they have that more square jaw, the more prominent um, cheekbones cheekbones and noses. That's yeah, that's a a trait. So all right, moving on. (laughs) Could be Mongolian. That was your dog. The Mongols (laughs) don't fuck with the Mongols. They, 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 Shut up. <laughs> Obviously, they've been alive for thousands of years, and you keep out of bringing that shit back. About, we were talking about that this morning. It was just funny. Tony really liked Great Wall. It wasn't <laughs> well, was me talking, talking about that. Oh this my morning. god! <laughs> the other day, John was talking about the Moonshee again. Wait, by the Yautja? Oh, is it because Queen Elizabeth died? Because Tony was like, "Oh, and now India no. is asking for that diamond back." That we watched something recently where they were like, oh, it "Just god. fell in their hands." And we were watching these documentaries. We were like, no! First of all, they're not getting that diamond back. Second of all, I don't give a shit about the queen dying. 
<laughs> well, there was a. There I live were, in the United States. We have no queen. There was a. Uh, we were watching the documentary. We had a king, and it was Elvis. And they were like, everybody at work is so broken up about the All queen. All right, we got you. It was like, <laughs> like what the and hell? England, England did a. Uh, excu- uh, uh, <laughs> it was a documentary. <laughs> they did some kind of excursion to India while there. Uh, the diamond such and such fell into their hands. They returned it to. I was like, whoa, whoa, you're skipping, <laughs> skipping a lot of shit that happened here. You made an excursion to India. What does that mean? I mean this diamond fell into your hands. So it's like, was it in a tree? Size of like a fucking orange just fell in your hands. I, I think you're skipping some part here, bro. First of all, they invaded. Yeah, you invaded and you took their shit. Second was, it might have fell in your hand as the general who seized it dropped it inside. <laughs> you cut his hand off and you caught it. Maybe. But we're watching. We're like, wow. wow. <laughs> this is some 1980s. This is some uh, sugar coated shit, right? Here. <laughs> that's, that's some 1980s social studies uh, learning here. Like, man. you can really myth them things up. Yeah. Like, yep, that's exactly how that happened. Yeah. Like, first of all, well, first, they're not getting it back because it was a spoil of war. Mm. They came in and said, we're taking over. No matter how it worked out nowadays, like, nope, that's mine. Well, and, and, and again, the other problem with this kind of shit is, look, I would love for India to get their little their diamond back. Their, their trinket. I don't give a shit. Right. But here's the problem, is if you give them their diamond back, well, then now you, now you got to give all the mummies back. And now you got to give all the statues Ain't back. Happening. And then now you, it's just one of those things. It's everything nowadays, just, just these allegations here's my question. Here, no, here's my real big question. Who does that diamond go back to? Because the people that are running India now were not the ones exactly. who lost it. Right. So you're it's not, not like it goes back to the Maharaja. The Maharaja. Ma- yeah, Maharaja. Yeah. Like it's who's where's it going to go? They're going to put it in some museum or something. Yeah. First of all, it's apples and oranges. It's yeah. a completely different country now. Build a bridge and get the fuck over it. And it's not like it has any. It's a diamond. It has no value to the people of India other than a symbol of their past. I don't know somebody like, put that shit on a chain. There are <laughs> India has a ton of people, and some of them have a very poor but quality they have a of life. People. <laughs> Some of them have a very poor quality of life. India would probably rather have a billion dollars than a fucking diamond. Yeah. If you want to pay them for the diamond, they might that might be better. But maybe a sandwich. But like, it doesn't help the people of India to get back a piece of fucking jewelry. And quite honestly, it doesn't do anything for Europe either. It just sits in some fucking case somewhere. It's not like they're ever gonna sell it. It's just just sitting there. No, that thing's intrinsically worthless. First, if you had it, you can't sell that anywhere. What are you gonna do with it? (laughs) Unless you're. uh, his fucking name in that the painting movie we did with painting where he steals the painting. Thomas Crown? Yeah. Unless you're Thomas Crown. <laughs> maybe he could get rid of it. Or maybe Sean Connery and uh entrapped it. If somebody stole it they'd cut it down. Which would be yeah. which would really be bad. destroying it. <laughs> yeah. Well then they could at least move it. But yeah, they would definitely cut it down. For you. Bunch of little ones though, you can move them. They, they put, would definitely they put cut it down. On them now, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. laser engrave them. So they just go, where did you get these three gigantic diamonds that I found nobody them. knew that don't have serial numbers on them? Found them. On the same week that the, the such and such diamond. They would just clean them the same way they do with blood diamonds. Yeah. Anyways. You mean wash them. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio talk about Leonardo Anyways. DiCaprio. You see the meme of uh, the real reason why he didn't get on the door in Titanic was because Rose was 26. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> like, oh, that's cold. I don't know why. <laughs> This, it bothers me how mad people are that they broke up. First of all... Who cares? <laughs> I don't give a shit what he's fucking. Who cares what Leonardo DiCaprio yes. is fucking? <laughs> but it, like, people are so not. upset. <laughs> people are so upset because... Because he's he, ageist. He doesn't date any girl who's over 30. So, yet, yet, yet I, who cares? Yet I saw a thing the other day that said Morgan Freeman was sleeping with his granddaughter. 
or something like that. How did that, that not become niece. bigger news? And I was like, I feel like that can't be real. No, it is. <laughs> I think, I think it Nobody is. wants to believe it of Morgan Freeman, but they'll believe it of Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio is not as relevant. He's just a random girl. I was like, I was like, somebody said something on some bullshit I was reading. They were like, yeah, just like Morgan Freeman. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with Morgan Freeman? And they're like, well, he slept with his grand niece or something weird, some family shit. And I was like, that's bullshit. And then I looked it up, and like a bunch of people and, and they're talking about it and stuff. I was like, wow. I've never heard anything about this, yet I have to hear 17,000 times a day that Leonardo DiCaprio sleeps with 25-year-olds. Who gives a shit? He likes supermodels, and it's whatever. Like he's Leonardo DiCaprio. As long as they're willing to date him. Like, he has a type. <laughs> but here's my thing. So he dates younger women. That's fine. But just because, but that doesn't mean he broke up with her because she got too old. Maybe they just broke up. They have nothing in common. Maybe she eats crackers in bed and he just couldn't deal with it anymore. Maybe it was the fact that he's in his 40s and she's 25 and there's only so much longer you take of that. Like, and, maybe, and maybe she was like, I don't think I want to be with you anymore. And his people have spun it that he dumped her because it doesn't want to look like this woman dumped this old ass man. No, I know what it was. I figured it out. So he was like, hey, remember when you saw the A-Team? And she said, what's the A-Team? Yeah. I was Bradley, that too. The Bradley Cooper movie? What's the matrix? We have to break up. <laughs> no. And we're done. <laughs> so he was watching Transformers the movie. And yeah, she said, and, no, the original. And she said, I really like that character of Hot Rod. It's too oh, bad. Oh, shit. And then he was like, done. Bye. <laughs> he said, get shit. Bye. Get out. He said, hashtag He's... not my prime hashtag. Hashtag no longer our time. <laughs> he said, get your shit. Get out. Great. All right. Wow. <laughs> Leo, call me later. We'll talk about this. Mm. It's okay. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I mean, I don't feel bad. I think he's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure his, his bed's not exactly cold right now. And I bet him. he's laughing his ass off. He doesn't give a shit. What does he give a shit? He called yeah, Brad I'm sleeping Pitt. with 25-year-olds. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> he called Brad Pitt. Check this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> really, really uh, called me out on this one. I sleep with hot 25-year-olds. Man. Embarrassing. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm also rich. Gosh, my face is red. Actually, one of his, he's really close with Toby McGuire. I bet they're laughing their ass up about this. Oh, yeah, the, the pussy posse. Yeah. Gross. That's what they called themselves. I know. That's a terrible name. Well, they're not. They were young men in Hollywood that were rich and hot. Yeah. That Toby McGuire has never been hot. I'm sorry, Toby. Yeah, but he got more butt than ashtrays. Whoa. Good. More Look. chicks than Colonel Sanders. All famous people more get More ass laid. than an astronaut. It's really weird. You got one? More vagina than Leonardo DiCaprio. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's possible. <laughs> oh, man. So, back to the Disney movie. <laughs> Sorry to everyone that brought their kids over to listen to this podcast about the Disney movie. They should know better. <laughs> they, should know, they should know about the Pussy Posse. What? What? Look, That's kids not, can't listen to this. This is not kid-friendly. No, kids could never listen to raw podcasts. This is rated and mature. There's smoking going yeah, on. Yeah, come on, fuckers. All right. So, the crew gets assembled and they join... We're they, still assembling the crew? <laughs> Jesus goddamn Christ. <laughs> and we see them... We see Milo embarking on his journey and boarding a large ship. As he fucking Captain over here. Yes, a large steamer. Made most made mostly of glass. That's going no, where? No, no, he's he's on the he's not on the submarine yet. Oh, he's oh, on oh, the sorry, ship. Sorry, sorry. He's going to get on the steamer ship, the ocean liner or whatever. And as he's getting on, he bumps into most of the other cast. So we get our our first look at some of the personalities of these other people. Gotcha. And then he gets on the boat. The boat. Takes off. 
Sure. Embarks. The boat embarks. <laughs> Heads and to like, sea. Oh my God, him? why are they doing this movie about it's boats worth. and linguists? And I'm not on it. And we, see him, <laughs> we see him get seasick. This happens to be And my then there's a fun line here, carrots. Why is it always carrots when he throws up? That was improvised by Uncle Joe Fox because he's allergic to carrots. Oh, I love carrots. <laughs> and then... Um, we see all of our characters getting ready, loading supplies on the sub. The sub is crazy. It is the first piece of crazy technology that we see. It is 1914. Yes, they did have submarines at that time. I like that they didn't. But this one is insane. It's huge and covered in glass. <laughs> and they which, wouldn't make a submarine out of that now. <laughs> no, we have seen, I have seen uh, James Cameron's expedition sub to the Titanic that he took. And the glass portholes are like <laughs> diameter of like 10 inches. Face. Like you can barely look out of it. And, and they're like, like eight inches thick. thick. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen a submarine of this caliber since we watched the Meg. And that took place like three years ago. Yeah. And also had ridiculous this is very, technology uh, in it. Very League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Going yes, on. it is. Excellent. Yes, but that was supposed to be. <laughs> no, I know. Well, this is also. <laughs> that was also Captain so Nemo. Silly. I know. Well, this is also silly. Because it's a cartoon. With the Invisible Man. So they get on the sub. Movies burned into my brain. So we get it's our a great movie. It's, it's a great I, movie. It, it was so bad that Sean Connery said, "Fuck this shit." I'm he says, "I'm not acting anymore." <laughs> That's how good this movie is. I I, I beat acting. He's <laughs> like, "This is all you've got for me." I'm so they all get into the submarine. You can pay twenty million dollars for that movie, supposedly. I'm not surprised. Who? Sean Connery for Who? League of Extraordinary LXG. Well. That movie is not terrible. as terrible as people it's, think it it's is. It's not that bad. It's okay. It could have been better. Yeah. I, it's more watchable than Van Helsing. I think a lot of times people just love to jump on shit. Like, we saw with Morbius. Mm-hmm. People just want to jump on shit because it's fun to kick things like that. But then you watch Morbius and you're like, like, this isn't bad. It's okay, man. I've seen way worse. Morbius, the problem with Morbius is that they wanted a super action, like, hero super movie. movie. And it was a vampire movie. It's a horror movie. <laughs> because that's what Morbius is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the living vampire. It, so would Venom if they had if they had played into what Venom does. Venom's biting people's heads off, and they're like, "Yay, my kid loves this!" Like, he just bit someone's head off and ate it. <laughs> that happened in real life. There'd be blood sprayed all over the walls and shit. It wouldn't be cute. The thing about Venom is, Venom does not really. I mean, he's eating bad guys. Yeah. That's his compromise with Eddie. Is that it's okay? We'll we'll only murder bad people. Yeah. But the characters he's fighting are all evil. Yeah, so yeah. it makes him look good, but that. It's like, yeah, this guy robbed a this guy robbed a grocery store. He should be decapitated. <laughs> Seems fair. Well, at the end of the first movie, that's exactly what they did. Oh, I know. Exactly. <laughs> like he, he kept robbing Mrs. Chen. Like, yeah, bad guy. Well, when you so what's Milo doing? <laughs> Sorry, carrots. It's always carrots. So they load up Michael J. Fox because he was. Loaded. They load up on the submarine. We get a fun scene where Michael where Milo meets J. his Fox. new roommate, Mole. The geologist who has a one of the reviews were was thought this was the most racist character on the whole thing. Where is he supposed to be? He's French, but they thought it was horrific that they played this like his name. Oh. Is French a race? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they thought this whole movie was racist. Okay. Because next to him agenda. is the Italian guy, and yeah, and he's very. The next but they over. but they went on a two paragraph rant about how upsetting oh. and horrific this character is to is the people okay? of France. You should get into a safe space. When it's but really just Atlantis supposed to be you. 
a cartoon. I mean, they're not saying French people are like this. They're saying this guy who happens to be French. No, is like everyone this. represents everything now. It was like, really, it was intriguing. That's just why I read the whole two paragraphs. It's like of when this I say, review. it's like when I say, you know, that guy's an asshole. I'm not calling his entire race an asshole. I'm saying, no, you specifically are an asshole. But Most he meets the character of Mole, who but has an actual like. name that I did not write down. But he is a geologist and he is obsessed with oh, they dirt. Oh, my language. He has yeah, collections of dirt. And he was using Milo's bunk to. Store dirt. Store little piles of dirt, which is actually pretty funny because he has dirt from different countries. It's a whole diorama thing. He freaks out. <laughs> he's he's taking his job very seriously. He freaks out, and um, Milo almost dies here, I think. We, who knows what Mole would have done to him if Dr. Sweets had not interfered and saved him. He said, damn. <laughs> and he makes Mole by, back off by pulling out a bar of soap. And then... Uh, you know that's a pretty girl in Mary again? No. And then Dr. Sweets says that Milo is his two o'clock for his physical. And then he gets called to the bridge and Milo And is he's black. Not black. Milo's white. Dr. Sweets is black. That's what I said. Milo gets called to the bridge. And he's a very jovial man. He big, is. Big dude. So I really are they like... that all black people are jovial? Very, very Terry no. Crews. It's, it's very funny because I... I always thought it was more Michael Clark Duncan. I could see... Mm. But if they cast this now, it'd be The Rock. Um, <laughs> I think it probably would. Unfortunately, and it would ruin because he's movie. a large, like you know, muscly I'd dude Terry who has a Terry Crews would be excellent. Love Terry Crews. <laughs> He'd be Terry great. Crews is more fun. Like, mm-hmm. like if you're hanging out with Terry Crews and The Rock, at some point you're gonna ask The Rock to leave. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hang out with The Rock. No, I'd hang out with Terry Crews though. That sounds Terry, like it'd be fun. Terry Crews would be fun. He probably eats a lot though. He's a large man. Yeah, but it would be not not black people, large people. <laughs> it takes a lot of uh, calories to maintain yeah, that kind of muscle structure. The amount of muscle that dude's got is gonna. I bet that dude has to eat don't, constantly. Don't make fun of the race of bodybuilders. That's a race now. That's a race. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Now? French people are a race. Why not bodybuilders? <laughs> We're just making races up now. If bodybuilders should Anyways. be their own race, they're not human. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> those fuckers are weird. Milo gets called to the bridge. And he goes up there, and he's to give a presentation to the crew. So he gives a presentation about what they might expect on their journey, based on what he's read on the journal. He tells them what they're looking for. Scarce that... environmental. Just say that. Scarce environmental. I don't know if I can handle this room. <laughs> should like watch Armageddon. Now that's a fucking movie for me. Anyways, Speaking so he tells them that there should that. What is the I get? They're home. looking for a tunnel that will take them to an air pocket. Where they'll find the remains of an ancient road. Supposedly, this tunnel entrance is guarded by a leviathan, which he thinks is probably just a very... How much catering do you think they had on fucking Predator? Because there was a bunch of really big dudes. I bet Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura <laughs> alone would be like... I feel like I'm this just, conversation should have been on the Predator episode! <laughs> I'm more worried about people that just jump over... And then we hit the leviathan. After that, wait, what? What now? <laughs> I feel like this might it's be gonna be an air pocket, and then a leviathan. Then we go down to the wait. What? His fault. Can we still <laughs> back to the leviathan? I was trying. All right, focus now. Come on. She. Was it not focus? So they ask about the leviathan, and he sells. See, he says that it's supposed to be a sea monster, but he doubts that it's an actual monster. He of doubts. course, it's probably just a scary carving. Probably. These are all words I don't want so near then, a sea monster. <laughs> so then they see 
all these shipwrecks. <laughs> Ships from every era. How suspicious. And we're not even in the Bermuda Triangle, which is where Atlantis actually is, because that's... The then Bermuda, how the hell would Plato know about The it? Bermuda Triangle, that's really just alien shields. Right. Um, do you know where Plato was? Do you know where Plato was? Outside the alien shields? Plato you know where is, Bermuda is? Plato didn't actually see anything. He's no, just repeating rumors. He's just repeating rumors he heard. No, I think he made it up. Maybe he was a great storyteller. He was. Maybe he just heard a story that was passed down thousands of years ago because there was an island that sank. Islands appear and disappear all the time. Not that Shocking. weird. It's um, not that weird. It happens all the time. I mean, I guess we see it go down. That freak you out a little bit. But it's really not that it's going down as much as worse. Well, nobody saw it because there was a giant volcano. Some, they had shitty maps and they were like, there used to be land here. It's not here anymore. Let's make a huh. story up. <laughs> and you're out to sea. You're bored. Yeah. There's no internet. You got nothing else to do. Yeah. He's like, sit down, kids. I have a story. There used to be this great place called Atlantis, filled with Bigfoots. And Leviathans. Anyways. So, <clears throat> they hear that Mrs. Packard detects a strange noise. Mrs. Packard is our radio man. She's funny. She's on the phone with, like, her friends. Yeah, Marge. <laughs> Marge. You're not going to believe it, Marge. No, Marge is telling the story about her husband, Boyfriend? I'm going to assume Whatever. husband, based on Mrs. Packard's age and the year 1914. Um, and it looks like her husband has left her for another woman. And uh, Mrs. Packard doesn't think he's ever coming back. But she hears a weird noise. So she interrupts Milo's presentation to play this weird noise and says, Commander, Rourke, you're going to want to hear this. And she plays it. And it sounds like a biological sound, like a whale sound, perhaps. Or but a leviathan. Or megalodon. But not something they've Whoa. heard before. <laughs> yeah, that's some scary shit. It's a megalodon. This is, this is 1912. This is before megalodon. 14. Before? <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure what that she they said. were. They weren't released until 2020. <laughs> or 2018 or whenever. Let's go watch the Meg. Jason Let's Statham. Not. But I want to. Them. You can't. New one comes out. You can't after we oh, go home. What were you watching? <laughs> what were you watching last night? Something that we had just... I was watching something last night. I can't remember what it was. But it was also... I was like, why are you watching? We're watching this. <laughs> I watched this the other day. Anyway. When John was watching it, he sent I me a text. Club. He sent me a text that said, this made me sad. Because last time I saw this, I had babies. Aww. It was last time I saw it. It had been that long. Do you have a baby? He's six feet tall. How do you <laughs> he's still your baby. He'll always be your baby. Even if he's 17 feet tall. <laughs> weighs 800 pounds muscle. With a, as many muscles as Terry Crews. I mean, not yet, but he's trying. Anyway, he's, he's at the gym right now. He's still your baby. He's out there clanging and banging. <laughs> but. Hopefully. Oh, what? Something hits the sub. And it's the Leviathan. It's Leviathan shaped. And holy shit, they re Milo. They actually say shit. Now they know they got a couple of their They ass. don't actually say it. It's a Milo sees <laughs> Milo gets a really good look at it and is like, right. oh my God, it's a machine. It's the Terminator. And there is a water battle. The sub is damaged. Wait a minute. This is a machine? What does this motherfucker run on? Crystals. Okay. Yeah. Magic. Everything runs on these crystals. Where, society. Is this Wakanda? What the fuck? Crystal power. <laughs> no. 
It'd be better oh if they run on you know that turtle power. Think? That Wakanda was um, settled no, by the survivors of Atlantis? Interesting. I'm actually Nobody. thinking about this. Actually. <laughs> actually, in the next Black Panther. I'm You're going to find this interesting. You know who's going to fight the Wakandans next? The Atlanteans. Move yeah, on. I know. Okay. So, if this Leviathan is powered by the crystal... Mm-hmm. Then, if Rourke had been successful in trying to get her out, would it have made the Levi- Leviathan like infinitely more powerful? <laughs> but would the Leviathan have hmm. killed, would attack them or become its pet? Or decided well, they, they wanted to be back. that way. They, they were going up through the old volcano. Oh, okay. With the zeppelin. But still, if he's got the crystal, then would he? Would the Leviathan would, follow like him the home? Leviathan would follow him. Yeah, right. Because that's his life source. Because <laughs> they definitely didn't kill the Leviathan. They no. escaped it. Anyway, so, so water they battle. The Leviathan. Got it. Water battle. They get into other smaller subs. They find the crevice. Thousands die. They go down the yeah. crevice and they come up and they find the air bubble and they escape the Leviathan. But nobody you know. Now, a bunch more die. A ton of people fucking died. You got to think this. A lot so of people died for this. That sub movie. was really big. It had to have a crew of at least 90. At least. It's probably more like a couple hundred. Yeah. It was a lot of... It was and big we see, sub. we actually see a little memorial where Sweets put a candle and a helmet and floated it out to sea. Um, for a thousand people. But they still have probably... what? How many people do you think are left of this expedition? 40? If that. I don't know because you think... Because when at first you think it's like 20 people, but then at the end, all these faceless people with masks and stuff yeah. show up with machine guns and you're like... Where the fuck all these from? people come from? Yeah, did they just like stay back? Yeah, because there's only like there's like three well, trucks and then the big machine thing, and you're like where, the digger. Where are all these fucking people coming? But from? well, and they also later after the fire at the camp, they fall down the hole or whatever, and people died there too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But at the end, there's still more people left than you thought were yeah. left. People kind of appear and disappear in the movie, but that's it's what I mean. They're NPCs, so they don't matter. We don't have time to give character depth to every little person in the show. This is we not Game have, of Thrones. There's only 12 characters in the, in the movie. I wrote in my notes many side NPCs die. Yes, <laughs> and, and reappear later. So they get themselves together, respawn. And thank God the escape subs that they were in had all of their convoy supplies. <laughs> yes. So the convoy loads itself up with all their. Many, many supplies. And the following Milo's lead, they travel down this ancient road. And we see different shots of Milo uh, reading the journal and finding different markers to tell them which way they're supposed to go. And we also see some shadowy figures watching them. Are they people? Are they those Moyak things from the time traveler? Or not the time the time machine. What are they called? Morlocks. Those? Morlocks. There we go. Moyak we don't is know. the city. Of North I was like Moyaks. Moyaks are about thirty minutes away south. I, I don't know, <laughs> but I couldn't think of the right word. Yo, talk but, with your mouth full. That's so much better. Everybody can understand you. When Tony, you do that. Tony got my back on that. The Morlocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep All right. We need to do that movie. Do we? So, I like that movie. Really? You don't like it? I'm no. right down. I like it. I right, watch it again. <laughs> I, I like the movie. Let's say Dick Tape. What does that say? Dick Tracy. Dick Tape. <laughs> Sorry, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Fill the dead air. Running, running man. Yeah, I gotta run down or I'll forget. <laughs> running man for Halloween. Also, Anyways. the Leviathan had a laser blast on it too. Yes. So the power crystal had a laser blast, and the reason we're joking about the the escape pods, the escape pods is because they may have had maybe if we're being nice, 
a minute to get off this fucking sub once this Leviathan starts fucking with him. It shoots mm-hmm. a hole through the sub. Yeah. Like, it doesn't shoot it and hit it yep, and hurt totally it. It does. blows through it, and then it's like, oh, shit, we're all dead. And then it shoots it again through it, and they're like, we got to get the fuck out. We see Audrey seal dudes in the... In the... <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is... <laughs> they don't all make it through. Yeah. They don't even make it... Like, we and see her. And they don't her. bat an eye. They just Come out of engineering <laughs> and seal some dudes in there to drown. And like, it's cutthroat. And that's when I'm kind of disappointed it isn't a musical. Because I'd like a, fuck y'all, we're leaving song or something, you know? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> sucks to be in engineering. Get your shit. Get all your shit. You know? It's called, why, why did I wear the red shirt today? Yeah, exactly. Man, it's good to be on the bridge. So, they journey through. What is your job? I hang out by the escape pod. Yeah. Every time this ship makes a rough turn i grab the escape pod door and hang on we're journeying through the sense of time is strange here is it three days is it four days is it all the same day we don't know but they make camp and it's under a giant light which they're like what is that it looks like a big lantern with lights in it but they infer that it's some kind of phosphorescence phosphorescence yeah Um, some kind of glowing plant bioluminescence thank you um so they make Camp and the crew, which has been kind of hazing Milo this whole time, invites him to sit with him because he's kind of stuck it out. He's becoming part of them, so they're going to hang out. <laughs> and they're running out of friends. They keep dying. Yep, so. Like, we really like Bob. The Bob was stuck in engineering, so. That's the end of that. So they sit <laughs> we need around. We a new Bob. Or Doug. Hey, new Doug. <laughs> <laughs> you know what movie could use a new Doug? Never mind. So Thor: um, Love and Thunder is on Disney Plus, and I've been hesitant to watch it. I'm like we watched it that too, one time, yeah. and I was like, ah. I, I really want to watch Morbius again. Do I need? What about? Yes, let's do that. What about Journey to the Center of the Earth with Brandon Fraser? I love that. No, do you think that holds up? I haven't seen that. I don't know. I saw Wait, it one time, but I, I know what it. wouldn't is the sequel they did with the Rock. No, I know. I but you, okay, when you saw that, you thought the Peck Pop of Love was the greatest thing you had ever seen in your I life. I thought it was funny. Thought it was the greatest thing you'd ever seen. I thought in your it was life. funny. Well, that, well, that it was, was only, funny. Well, that was because. But I bet that, it does hold. At up. that time, you'd only seen Rock do that character four times. Right now, it's seven hundred times, yeah. and you're like, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Of that. Well, Brendan, I mean, I've always enjoyed that movie, and apparently, Brendan Fraser is getting a late uh, yeah. staging a comeback, which is cool. Good which for him. Cool. Seven Metacritic. Somebody could pick oh, it. You should write it down. Let me write it That's down. That's all I'm saying. Like, does anybody ever been like, hey, you know that one Brendan Fraser? Yeah, fuck Brendan one Fraser. One no one likes Brendan Fraser. No one ever said that. <laughs> I even like Encino Man. Yep, making you switch, aren't I? Making you twitch. I rewatched that recently, and Brent Fraser's amazing. And it. you're wheezing the juice. <laughs> but that movie is. But know what sucks about that movie is Paulie Shore. Is it, any movie Paulie Shore is in is just. And fucking Sam's not good in that movie. Yeah. Samwise or whatever. But it's, but I, don't, I think I blame that on the director because that movie everybody's kind of duh in it. Yeah, but Paulie Shore was—he played that same character in every movie, yeah. and that lasted like five movies. Like, all right, we're done. Yeah. Son-in-law's good though. Son-in-law was, I think, was the first time he did it. I'm just saying it's good. Yeah. That one, that one I actually do think is his best movie. I enjoyed Biodome the no, one did. time I saw it, but I've never gone back because I don't need to. Because no, I liked it that time. I, I, I thought liked... it was fun, and I don't need to go back. I think I was okay with Sometimes you don't need to go now. back. No, you weren't. But the only thing you liked about in the army now was the Brendan Fraser cameo. Oh, is that right? When that's he walked over, and he's like, and he grabs something that says, tastes like frog legs, and walked away. Oh, okay. Maybe that's that, why you like that it, because it had Brendan Fraser in it. I haven't seen it since it came out, so it might be why. Same thing with the first G.I. Joe. That's why you like the first G.I. Joe. Well, no, that's Brendan Fraser was in it. Because There's no reason I like the first G.I. Joe. Maybe Rachel Nichols, but that's about it. Maybe. 
Well, the first G.I. Joe was okay. It was Unfortunately, okay. the second G.I. Joe was Had the rock okay. in it. And then, <laughs> I thought we were going to get the rise of Cobra. But we did not get that. No, we got some crap-ass crap movie about Cobra. Roadblock. No one gives a fuck about Roadblock. Okay, back to this. Channing Tatum didn't even come back. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was. He died in the first in, in the opening scene. This episode scene, is gonna be so much longer. Than like an Iron Eagle. Two. <laughs> we just have a lot to say. We haven't seen each other in a while. You can tell. <laughs> I haven't talked to Tony in well, we 20, 30 seconds. We don't actually record every week. All right. <laughs> This is why the so, second episode is just like, all right, get it done. Yeah. We learn more about our... I need to be 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Oh. Our intrepid explorers. <laughs> just told them we... Our, we learn more about our intrepid explorers. And Milo finds out that they're all in this for the money, not for the scientific discovery and the exciting Well, mostly finds. the money. <laughs> um, the stereotypical Italian character. I'll allow it. But then, that night, they all go to sleep. worked in a flower shop. And then, boom. I found my calling. I can't do that voice. You sounded Russian when you said I don't that. know what happened there. <laughs> Anyways. Italy's nowhere near They Russia. go to sleep. Bunch of shit. At night, Milo wakes up <laughs> to drop a deuce. We know this because he has toilet paper. Yeah, very blatantly yep. drop a deuce. Like, mm-hmm. he could have just got his flashlight and walked out. We're like, no, nope. we get it that he's going to go pee. No, he's got a shovel. Yeah. He's, 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 he's ready. He's got the toilet paper yeah. on the shovel. Poop he's is got funny. a book. Poop is funny, even is for it? little kids. This is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm, I guess. It's like, he's going to make a duty. Nobody actually calls a duty. I do. No, you don't. All the time. Every day. What is wow. the laugh? Every day? Wow. Every day you're talking about this? Who are you talking to? Whenever someone leaves like you going to make a duty? I'm glad I'm not Joe. on that text thread. Oh, Just Joe, listen, Joe, I'm going to need you to confirm this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I did that once yell at Joe. He was heading toward the back. You're going to make a duty, Joe? Wow. No, I didn't. That, on duty. No, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Oh. Are you on duty? That, see, that's on double a, duty. Anyway, you're not. Never mind. I'm not. Going up to the poop deck. It's it's your duty to please that booty? No, that's sorry. That was, that was <laughs> the ladies' man. Anyways. So, while he's trying to get his pants down, he's juggling his flashlight, and it flashes what? a beam of oh, light. Yeah. There's actual right. flashlight. They talk about it, you know. Flashes the beam of light right at this uh, phosphorescent fixture. Anyways, and it turns out that this inside there, it's not some kind of glowing plant. It's a bunch of insects. And they come down and they file the light down and they come to Milo. And Milo's like, oh, you're kind of cute. And then they set his toilet paper on fire. And then they set the camp on fire. And he wakes up everybody yelling, fire. And they're like, shut up, Milo. And then they're like, oh, shit, there is a fire. There's actually a fire. And so then, then Milo then... goes, why do these bugs eat in this cave? Oh, no, he doesn't do that. And then Milo was like, I slept shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking that the whole no, time. No. The whole rest of this adventure, he's like running around. When, she was like, no, he has no, no, his ass. No. <laughs> that's a problem. When they loaded up on those trucks and try to go across the bridge and the bridge collapses and they go down into that hole, he definitely did not have to yeah. shit after that. <laughs> he evacuated his bowels already. Yeah, he totally did because they thought they were dead, which is what happened. He said it and then he did it. Yeah. So they have to evacuate camp. They go across the bridge, the bridge breaks, they fall down, blah, 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 blah. and they landed in something soft. It's, yeah, he did. They landed in a pile of ash, and Mole realizes that they're in the bottom of a dormant volcano. Luckily, he wore his brown pants. <laughs> so, she leaves. 
They're, I had nothing to do with it. And they talk about how they could, um, that the, this may be a way out, that explosion, that a large explosion could make the volcano go off, but also Helga shoots a flare up, they see how high it goes, and they think that they might be able to bust through the top. Because it's impacted with something, and um, what's her name? says, <clears throat> like I get with sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Packard. Yes, Mrs. Packard. Uh, let's see. So the escape plan is to go through the top of the volcano. If they have to so work. Milo was missing. They start searching for him. And then we see that he's been found by the shadowy figures. Uh, they're actually people. And we see one of the people is a lady. And she uses a crystal. She's a lady? Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and she uses Thank a crystal. You. Thank you. Thank to you. To heal Milo. He's got a scratch on his clavicle yeah they have like these witch doctor masks but when they take them off you see that they're just people they're just oddly colored people so then there's a noise because the group is looking for milo and they start to run away but milo has gained consciousness at this point and he chases them and he chases them down a tunnel and through a hole and he finds the city of atlantis he sees it across the ravine there's these waterfalls and then in the center of the waterfalls is this City, it's long, all most awesome thing he's ever seen in his life. Long rope bridge. And the rest of our explorers follow them. Or follow Milo, because I guess they heard him, because he's not quiet. And uh, they're like, holy shit. So they're standing above this great city. And then they're surrounded by these people. And after a brief exchange, they realize that they can communicate with each other. Because the Atlantean language is the mother of all languages. I'm not sure that's how that works. Well, it's a Disney movie. Because so. of magic. <laughs> because of magic. It's a movie. Because <laughs> so, you know what a lot of, of languages are based off of is Latin. You, I don't understand as much uh, Latin. <laughs> the plot demands it. And that's it. pretty close. <laughs> the plot demands it. It's, it's really not any different than Spader understanding <laughs> yeah. shit in Stargate. Ling- and, they just have linguists understand whatever in movies. Cause like linguists are magic it, in movies. It, it, it just, well, like, all you, the Atlantean- you think actual linguists are sitting there banging and they get the fuck like, this is not yeah. how it fucking works! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ben's a linguist, but I don't think I could give him hieroglyphics and him figure it out. You know, he'd go, I don't know, dude. That's not what I, that's not what I do. He's like, that's, that's not, not my, my area. Specialty. <laughs> so, the plot demands that they can understand each other, so magically they yep. do. And fine. then we see Rourke send all the NPCs back to the bottom of the crater to salvage their supplies. Which is code for load up, we're going to get gangsta. And then the crew follow the follow Kida into the city. Could I get cash? Um, Which, Helga of and, you can't say. Helga and Rourke have quick exchange about, uh, Helga says there weren't supposed to be people here, does this change our plans? And Rourke says no, we don't give a shit about them. So now we're, it's confirmed that their plans are probably nefarious. That's what I said to Tony. As nefarious? if we didn't know, there's a nefarious plot afoot. Oh, did you use the word nefarious? I did one. use the word nefarious. <laughs> so, it's a good word. That old man didn't have purely altruistic intentions. <laughs> he wasn't a kindly old man just he, doing yoga in his When he estate. funded this whole expedition of thousands of people. Of course not. I know. And I was like, this is a shock to no one. <laughs> There's nothing left in there. I know. <laughs> she still drinks it anyway. There's nothing in there. There was three millimeters of it's spit. It's ginger ale scented <laughs> air. <laughs> there was three millimeters of spit. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I misspoke. Milliliters. <laughs> oh, millimeters. That's a lot of speed. Holy moly. <laughs> millimeters. Very little. Uh, centimeters. No. Three, meters. Three yards. Three meters of spit. I got you. That's a lot uh, of spit. <laughs> Kita brings them to the king, who's reclining on his couch. Um, and they have an argument because Kita thinks that these strangers could help them. And the king says, what they have to teach us, we've already learned. They're not welcome. You're supposed to kill them. At the very least, they might help our uh, breeding DNA. And, yeah, there's um, a lot of incest going on. A lot of incest. They have an argument. And finally, the king says to them that they need to leave. And Rourke says, our people are tired. We'll leave it. Can we have one night before we leave? And the king then says, sure. Right. Although you would think someone as experienced as this man, who's probably what? 20,000 years old <laughs> would know that Rourke is full of baloney. I like how he tells Keita, like, soon you'll sit on the throne. Soon, motherfucker, you've been king for 10,000 years. <laughs> when is soon, don't exactly? Prince, don't Prince Charles me, motherfucker. But he allowed Did you see him on stay. the just stand out like, motherfucker, get to be king for, well, like, three days. Well, and the other thing was he said he wasn't going to do that. That was the funny thing. He was like, I will never, when she's done, then we'll move on to Harry and all that. And then he's like, oh, she did? William. He's like, about Well, I mean... <laughs> He's like, that was a while ago. I'm king. I'm king now. It's good to be king. That's what I hear. Oh, I just can't wait to be (laughs) king. That's probably something he just told her. I mean, fuck People lie to their mom all the time. Well, also, what is he, 90, 80? He's not going to be around much longer anyway. Fuck it. Be, well, I should have thought about the queen. Big king, big like king. 60, I don't know. He, Trust either me. way, he does not look You could Google shape. it and Trust find me. out. They don't have hard living. No. Well, but they also are so... Inbred. That they don't look... If you've seen pictures of them from like 20 years ago and today... Yeah, they don't look... I mean, it looks like mum you know. Well, this is what happens when you decide, well, no, no, you have to be a pure blood. Well, all yeah. about that. So he probably only, you know, I don't know how long the, the dude has, but let do him be king think, for five years. Do you think Harry's illegitimate? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, I saw the thing on that. Which one's in line to be king? William. William. Then it doesn't matter. The Harry, one that's slowly Harry turning into his father and is lost all his hair and used to be handsome and is now looking bad. They don't age well. They don't, but Harry seems to be aging all right. Well, they think a bunch he's of, not. If you go back far enough, a bunch of those kings were probably illegitimate too. Their DNA is just screaming for someone. <laughs> he seems to be doing blood. a lot better than his brother. And he's seventy three. Well, William is forty. Not, I don't a, not, know. A, <laughs> yeah. not, not a fan, but I bet you Harry and Meghan's children will be amazing. <laughs> so get that new but fresh also, DNA. From, but they're also Canadian. <laughs> well, there's that. Which is part of. The United Kingdom, yeah. isn't it? So no. it's still. No. They still recognize British her as their queen. queen. Yeah, but um, I think they're out of the world. Well, they have the queen on their. Mind. No, but they still recognize. I don't have this information. You need so to I'm it. telling you that they still recognize her as their queen, a hundred percent. No, they do She did. You're always telling everybody you know everything about Canada. That's, the- That's all you talk about. <laughs> you even say a boot. <laughs> They still. You have Canada, that mountain uniform out front. Uh, with the, Canada with the, with the, still with the, recognizes the royal like family this? as their royal family, so it doesn't matter that they're Canadian. What were you watching the other day, Carly? That did have the two snakes like this. Oh my God! I don't know if it was a joke or not, but I saw a Facebook news article that said that Australians want uh, Steve Irwin to be put on their money instead of King Charles. I'd do that. Because now that the queen, is, year, now that the queen is deceased, they'll take her off their money and they'll who print cares? new money. Who gives a fuck who's on your money? Like, I, don't know, like but it's I such just a, thought it was funny. Franklin on he's there. a he national treasure. <laughs> he's 
Just Steve put Irwin. whoever's on your money for a change know, every year. Who gives a shit? We need to take Andrew Jackson off money because he owns slaves. Do I don't we? have any idea what I was watching. You were watching something and... Oh no! It was uh, that fucking. It was Diablo. You got a staff. Oh, I was. She got a staff a and it had game. two snakes like this. I was not like watching anything. Supposed to take a picture of that. Yeah, Send I it to me. Have, I it was, have. Wait, it was two snakes. Yeah, Maybe exactly. Like this. All right. <laughs> okay. Isn't that fun to do? I have a witch doctor character. He's got some weird stuff. <laughs> two snakes. Face Speaking each of other. weird yeah. stuff, so how do the snakes face each other exactly? I don't. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> have you not been paying attention? <laughs> Where the hell have you been? Oh. <laughs> Two snakes like this, and he knows everything about Canada. I'm sorry. That's the I've backbone been, of this podcast. I've been thinking about this movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. There's a lot to unpack here. We right. just get to we it. We just got to Atlantis. <laughs> In the movie Atlantis. So This movie is a, It's only an hour and 37 minutes. It moves yes, but we spent quick. more than that on just, just fucking two yeah, snakes. Yeah, how many? How long have we been? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, four hours. Uh, 45, 45 minutes. 45 minutes. An hour 23. So Whoa. shut up! Whoa. All right, we'll say anything else. It's like, what, 45 minutes? It's been an hour 23. Keep it talking about fast. dumb shit. Unlike other Who's movies. talking about dumb shit? <laughs> Usually me! That, when you listen to this and you say, God, I want that as a sound bite. Who's talking about dumb shit? Usually me! That's what we're talking about. <laughs> So here's what I know about Canada, okay? Ah! George St. Pierre, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Myers, okay, and Wim Shatner, and um, uh, Tim Hortons, Rick Moranis, no, no, Tim Hortons, and Robin Shabatsky was huge in Canada. Okay, so Kita. She had big things for her. And the king, so the king agrees to let them stay. The two beavers are better than one. We see Kita and the king arguing, and Kita and the king accuses Kita of getting soft. A thousand years ago, you would have killed him on sight. And she tells him that um, their way of life is dying, and he disagrees their way of life is preserved. So the crew decides that they need to send someone to go talk to Kita because more is going on here than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. Sorry. Like showbots? And they need someone who can communicate effectively with her, and they volunteer Milo, Milo. to go talk to her. So Milo goes to look for Kita, and she is following him him and he's kind of reverse, rehearsing what he's going to say because we've seen that before that's how he does and she then kind of jumps him a little bit and uh she's got questions for him too so they decide that they'll do one and one for one all right so Kita tells milo about the sinking of atlantis everything she remembers about it and he's shocked he's like wait i'm sorry i'm a surgeon what do you mean you remember it? Because you were there? That makes you... 8,000. 8,500 years old? And then he's like, you look good. <laughs> this is the biggest Disney age gap romance. That <laughs> <laughs> is true. And because Milo's was like 24. Yeah. So she also, it's interesting 8,000 years That this old. is one of the few instances in cinema... Where the older woman gets the younger man. They don't like to do that in the movies. Yeah, and she's just not like a little older. <laughs> I was in fact reading well, one of those listicles about women who were told they Jesus couldn't play would a be certain too young character. Because they were too old. And it's like women in their 30s who were too old to play the love interest of a man in their 40s or 50s. Six. Sitcoms where the teenage daughter and the mom, the actors are like five years apart. Yeah, (laughs) 
Because, I mean, yeah, that's we can't gap, have her look like she's old enough <laughs> to have a kid that age. <laughs> All right, so we've discussed it, and this is the biggest age gap we've had in the podcast. Yes. Previous demolishing the record set by Akasha and the stat. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because we're giving Akasha, what, five, six grand? And the stat's 200? I don't remember. <gasps> I would have to go back. He knows Canada. You know vampires. You know vampires. I don't remember the exact... How many years? No, actually, Akasha's I think she was probably there, older than that. Well, she was the, there at the beginning of the pyramids. Yeah, yeah she's probably older than eighty-five. Right. But that's not. You think said, so? That's not a Disney yes. movie. I don't know. And Lestat was only like two hundred in that. Yeah, that he's basically a baby. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Keita learns from Milo that he can read the Atlantean script. Which? How did they forget and, how to do this? Because they're a civilization cr- sunk. So, it's not like you have anything else going on. Listen, <laughs> learn to read. Here's what happened. Ra out loud reading and writing. Ra? That, that's what oh, from Stargate. Stargate. That's right. Okay, so. <laughs> I it thought sinks. the dad did it on purpose. Yes, right? he did. <laughs> the fucking thing sinks. A sh- shit ton of their people has died. And the king goes to all the adults and says, This is it. We are not going to teach them about our ancient magic. We're not going to teach them about how these things work because we just killed everybody. And all these other elderly people, they agree. Now, yeah, and, and all the people who he, knew how to read last week. Forgot. And then... It's the village. Because he hides... The Plato's cave. And then because he hides the crystal, a bunch of these people that knew how to read died. And they're certainly not telling... So Kita thinks that nobody can read this, which is clearly wrong, because this is what she's been told, that they don't know how to read this. Now, of course, are there people in Atlantis who do know how to read this? A hundred percent. But they're not fucking telling because it's a giant conspiracy. Take a breath. That vein is popping out of the top of your head again. One of your eyes is closed a little bit more than the other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Kita is shocked by this information because she is under the mistaken that impression that nobody knows how to hey. read this. So then she takes Milo and shows him one of these stone flying sharks. Mm-hmm. And Be Milo nice. reads the instructions. And she's like, I tried that. I tried that. I tried that. And then he's like, but did you do this? And she said, no. And they do it. And it turns out. It's very impressive. So then you Kita. You got to be more sporty. Very like touchy. A One wrong swipe and whoo, yeah, well, one thing flies into the wall. Yeah. It's a very sophisticated very piece of machinery. Machinery? Machinery. I don't know why I said it like that. Stop making fun of it. <laughs> so Kita and Milo then go. So and an actor. <laughs> Kita does the little Aladdin thing. I can show you the world. And shows him the scene. I swear that this is exactly fucking Aladdin. Right here. <laughs> it's very Aladdin. Like they took Aladdin and was like, just make that a fucking hammerhead. <laughs> I swear to God, it's the same scene. I said the same thing to her. I was like, this is just the Cave of Wonders. Isn't it? <laughs> so then we get the sequence where we see our intrepid explorers and the people of Atlantis interacting, getting to know each other. We get a brief flash of the NPCs coming back dressed like they're getting ready to fire mustard gas on all these Atlanteans. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Milo, after dinner, Milo and Kita goes off. Uh, Milo tells Kita how impressed he is, but she tells him that it's not impressive. Our culture is dying. We're alive, but we, like, we're stagnated. And she wants him, she wants to take him to read something for her. She says, there, I, I want to know about what happened to me as a girl, my mother, and this light that I saw. And uh, she wants him to read this journal. So she takes him swimming. He's impressed yeah. with Kita in a bathing like, suit. She takes it off and he's like, what, what you doing? And he's like, 
Will they keep going? Baby this, got back. This, this mural thing is deep she's a, underwater. She's yeah, he hot, wants to go deep underwater. Okay. She's a hot cartoon character. I know. And, um, and, and he's got um They go to the mural. Eyes. And we find out that it's a complete history of Atlantis. Up and she's like, but what does it say about the star? The thing in the... In, and he Where's says, he goes? reads about it and he's like, this is the thing you saw, that's the heart of Atlantis. I read about it in the journal. But she's like, where is it? What does it say? And he's like, I don't know. They pop up and he's like, it's almost like there's a page missing. And when they pop up out of the water, there's Rourke and his goons and they are ready to fucking kill everybody. Everyone! We so, still have to do that movie. Rourke wants Milo to no, tell them right. where the heart of Atlantis is. And Milo is like, you don't understand the heart of the... It's not a battery or a part. It's a giant crystal, and it's what's keeping them all alive. It's their deity. It's important. But Rourke has the missing page, and he's like, tell me where it fucking is. And he's like, it doesn't say where it is. It just says it's in the eyes of their king. So then they go back. We see all our NPCs. We see the crews. They go back to the king, and they've taken Kida, um Hostage. Hostage. It's a hard uh, word to remember. And they've also kind of taken Milo hostage because they're like, we now that you got this information, we know you're one of us. And he's like, I'll never be one of you. Fuck off. But um, he doesn't actually say fuck off. No, Disney movie. Uh, Milo tells them if they take the crystal away, the people of Atlantis will die, and Work and Helga don't. Care. And they like, we accept. <laughs> so they attack the king. Deal. <laughs> they go into the king's storeroom and they start searching for the heart, which they don't find in there because they don't realize it's really fucking big. And I'm like, shit, how are we going to carry that? The king is like, you'll never find it. And then Rourke realizes that it's in the eyes of her king. And he sees the pond outside the throne room. And it's got the Atlantean symbol, which apparently is all over the place. If you care to do like hide and seek, like hidden eye things, there, it's all over the movie. And he sees it. And so Rourke and Kida and Milo go down. And Helga, I think. I don't really remember. And they go, they follow the stepping stones, and the middle one is an elevator. Sweet. And they go underneath... That's an 8,000-year-old elevator to be conservative. They don't make it like that anymore. No. Uh, they, well, it's had to be older it's than like that. It's like finding Moles' DVD collection. But they go underneath the throne room, and there's a giant cavern, and floating at the top of the cavern is the heart of Atlantis, the giant crystal surrounded by floating what effigies of the kings of our past. We're supposed to look this way on the podcast. Why does it bother you so much? <laughs> this is a legit question I have. Why does it bother you if I because look Because you always look like you're looking past me at something <laughs> and I'm like, what is she staring at over there? But why does it bother you? Because it's weird that you're staring at yourself while we're podcasting. I'm like, because it's like I don't doing like this. to make eye contact with people, but I don't mind making eye contact with myself. It's weird though because very frequently I'm looking at your purses or your nail polishes or the books and nobody else says anything. Because I, <laughs> I don't it's see you. It's because I'm not really looking at you. I'm looking right. at them. <laughs> I guess that's it. There's <laughs> so, a lot turn. of puzzles up there. <laughs> so Rourke starts to argue with Milo about how to get it down. And Milo's like, I don't fucking know how to get it down. And Rourke's like, well, you better fucking figure it out. But then the crystal connects with Kida. And she says, it will be okay, Milo Thatch. And she walks on water, water Jesus style, out to under, directly underneath the crystal. Yeah, Robocop style. Mm-hmm. And then is sucked up, laser, tractor beam style, into the crystal. The hammer pulled her off. Then there's a big light show, 
And then the crystal possesses Kida and has infused her with its power. She becomes energy. So then... Like Electro? I don't know why a sentient crystal that wants to protect the Atlantean people would agree to be locked into a metal cage. <laughs> but it does. I gotta think it could shoot lasers out of itself. Yeah, yeah. it does seem like they yeah. wouldn't have been able to do that. But then, we're taking you but and then, like vapor. But then when they put her in it, it's a cryo... It's like a cryo freezes, chamber. Yeah, freezes Which her. I thought that was because the crystal does that. Oh, okay. I thought they did that. I, thought no, I think it was a crystal. Okay. I mean, it could have been cryogenic. It... Was it plugged into anything? It kind of looks like <laughs> it kind of looks like a tiny we little got, metal escape pod with a porthole. We in. got flying stone sharks. So, so I don't. No, but like, our our adventurers don't have magic. The no, Atlanteans. I, I they also have a. Well, we'll get to that. But yeah, so that's true. You're right. <laughs> we might get. It to possesses it. Kita. They seal Kita in this metal crate. Milo as Rourke and the NPCs are bundling up all their supplies and getting ready to go. Milo berates the rest of the expedition crew for being terrible, terrible people. And it works. First on Audrey and then the rest, they abandon Rourke and they come back to Milo because they realize that we may be treasure hunters, but we're not murderers. murderous, genocidal maniacs. So they come to the Atlantean side. Then Rourke punches Milo in the face and then they head out. Mrs. Packard says, we're all going to die. Eventually. So, as Rourke and Helga leave with Kida, the so king calls the Milo to him. Now, Rourke's men kind of beat the shit out of the king. He's not doing so well. Uh, apparently, he's dying. And he asks where his daughter is. Oh, that might be too bright light for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Well, you, went too, you turned it down too much. Uh, the king explains how, so he asks where Kita is, so Milo tells him the crystal sucked her up and then infused her with its power. Whoa. And then the king explains how the crystal chooses a host of royal blood in times of trouble, which you would think it would then protect its people, but apparently, maybe it was going to kill them later on and just come back. Maybe. And he was trying to get so far enough away from- somebody of royal blood is like, fuck everybody else. Maybe it can only infuse with the royal bloodline. We don't know. It's that's a sentient what, crystal. That's what makes them royal. You know what? It's a sentient crystal. I don't know enough about them. Where did it come from? Uh, it's like the soul. It's a sentient crystal. Made... soul gem. <laughs> no, it's not the soul gem. It came, it's the same, came from the same place that meteor that brought the Tao Te came. <laughs> and the same one that hit Wakanda and had vibranium on it. Or the gem from Red Sonja or every other movie we've done that has these special gems that Jesus, do all this shit. it is raining. Yeah, yeah, it's pouring ass out there. <laughs> going to become uh, Atlantis here soon. <laughs> this could be how Atlantis... It's more an ass. And I just had the most horrific... <laughs> I mean, it's not raining poo. <laughs> like one of those cartoon characters. Oh, man, look at that pouring ass out there, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's terrible. I know what I'm a boot. Sometimes you're... Wait a minute, you're... You have a very um, elegant way of speaking sometimes. And sometimes you'll say something that triggers a picture in my brain. I'm sorry. And I wish it hadn't. I'm sorry. All right, so wow, the king tells the, bring up chocolate the king informs Milo that the crystal is alive and lives on the Atlanteans' emotions. And over time, it became more and more sentient. The king tried to use it as a weapon, and that's what destroyed Atlantis and had it sink into the sea because he grew arrogant in his control, but he could not control it. So then he hid it so that no one else could use its power again. 
I mean, these are all bad choices. It's sustaining the people. But it, you got to think that over time, as the society has started to... To dwindle. To dwindle, that the crystal has gotten less powerful. powerful because there's less people. And if it's based off of the people's emotions and whatever. Well, I mean, you also got to think how many Atlanteans died in that tidal wave. So if it's feeding off them, it, maybe it's starving to death. We don't know. Maybe the maybe that's the gem wants to go with these humans because then when it gets the top side, they can feed suck off all of those everybody. Emotions. They can suck off all of America. Oh, that would explain why they let her. Get Unless it's done captured. sucking off America, it can maybe. suck off Russia. It can suck well, off France. It needed well, an Canada. infusion it would of suck off Canada, people yeah. and then Mexico. Mm-hmm. Suck all right. So, anyways, and maybe these Atlanteans living this mundane existence for the last 85,000 uh, years or 8,500 <laughs> years, they're just not very emotional at this point, so it doesn't have a lot to feed it. So but this crisis, <laughs> that's a lot of emotion all of a sudden. Yeah. Anyways, so the king um, orders Milo, the king tells Milo if Keita remains bonded to the crystal for too long, she'll be lost forever, and that's what happened to her mother because it, they had to protect the city for so long as they were buried, I guess, that she was bonded too long. The king says this burden would have been hers, but now it's on you, dude, strange man I've just met yesterday. <laughs> um, you. You're in charge. You my, need to my return the crystal hot, and so save my daughter. And Milo, and then he dies. And then Dr. Sweets is like, well, what are you going to do? I followed you in. I'll follow you out. You're in charge now. And Milo is like, you cannot trust me. Look what I have done. I led all these terrible treasure hunters down, and now I have exterminated a whole city of people. I clearly I am not to be trusted. But the king gives him the Atlantis matrix of leadership. But so. Sweets is very, very, very inspirational because he says it's been my experience that when you hit bottom, the only way left F, left F to go is up. So Milo pulls himself together and he is determined he is going to go after work. And the rest of our explorers are like, that's a dumb idea. Work has lots of guns. But Milo shows the explorers and the Atlanteans how to use the fish flyers. That's what I wrote my notes. You got these spoil you like a tuna. And they go to attack. That's a great line. So at the bottom of the giant lava tube, um, we see that Rourke's people have a balloon, a zeppelin, some sort of floaty contraption that they have unpacked that is going to help them rise to the top of this lava tube. They fire, a, they fire some kind of something Flare. at the top. It causes an explosion, breaks through the crust, which doesn't seem like that's how that would work. But I guess it was only like one foot deep on the top. Somebody could have fallen through that and found Atlantis at any time in the last 300 years. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They survived the fall. But why did they even have this balloon? (laughs) But, well, they have supply. I mean, series of balloons. Now, here's my question. So maybe they might need a balloon. But why did they have these weird planes that they can fire out a crossbow? I have no idea. <laughs> what what need do they have? What especially underwater? What need did they have of those? <laughs> what need? Maybe we might need a balloon to float somewhere, but what need do we have of planes? <laughs> but anyways, there is a giant air battle. At one point, Vinny figures out how to fire the lightning weapons out of the fish mouths. It's a game and changer. <laughs> And then um, they do some damage to the balloon. Rourke and Helga are on the balloon. Rourke tells Helga he's, they got to lighten the load. So she throws off all the supplies to make them rise again. And he decides that he's going to throw her off because they need to lighten every load. Mm. 
And uh, she gets pissed. He's like, nothing pertinent. And she catches herself, comes back up, kicks him in the face. They have a fight. He says, it's nothing personal. And then he chucks her all the way off, and then she falls to the bottom. To her death? No. Nay, no. nay. Yeah. No, I was like, sure, she's dead. No, no, she's... I mean, she does not survive, yeah. but she is not currently dead. She <laughs> falls to the bottom, and she has just enough life left in her to fire what looks like some sort of flare gun at the balloon to set it on fire, because it's probably filled with helium or something, uh, some other kind of flammable, yeah. hydrogen or something. Yeah. yeah, back then it's Hindenburg's. <laughs> Milo has a daring plan to save Kida, and Rourke attacks him with an axe. There's a brief fight, which results in the axe puncturing the glass on Kida's metal cage, which Milo then takes and cuts Rourke with, which transmogrifies him into crystal, uh, which Milo then decapitates with the propellers of this balloon, um, and uh, he shatters into a bajillion pieces. So, they have successfully saved Kida. They have defeated Rourke. But this burning hydrogen zeppelin thing <laughs> falls to the bottom of the volcano, which then causes an explosion, which reignites this volcano. So now... It's gone from bad to worse. So... Now they're, they grab the cage and kind of hook it to one of the fish flyers, and they're racing the magma to the city. <laughs> What's magma now? That's, I don't remember. <laughs> so they get back to the city, and Milo is able to open the cage, with the help, probably, of the crystal, and Kida emerges. The crystal activates and goes above the city, like a giant, it rises up into the sky. And then it shoots off these beams of light, which connect with these giant statues that have just been kind of napping yeah. on the side of the ruins. And they stand up, and they're these giant totem men. Very large. Um, Some of them had trees growing on their backs. <laughs> yeah. At one point, the that effigies ain't, of ain't the funny. kings of the past uh, rise uh, up through the floor to come and circle the floating crystal. But these giant totem statues clap their hands... And when they release their hands, they're forming the shield, which we've seen once before. The shield surrounds the city in a bubble. Then we see the magma covers the city. <laughs> but because of the way the shield is constructed, it super cools the magma. So then, and then cracks it, and it crumbles away. And then there is the city again. Everybody lives. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. all the good guys. Everybody live. that was in Atlantis. Yes. All the Atlantis did not try to leave with the with the princess. Our good guys seem to live live, but all those NPCs died. We didn't see one of those masked men make it back no, to Atlantis. No. They're all dead. <laughs> um, Kita is released from the crystal. We see her lower back to the ground. She's alive, and she's holding the, her bracelet that her mom took off her wrist and pulled into the crystal. So she got to connect with her Martin. Martin. That's what she calls her mother. She's in Lantian mm. for mom. Everybody knows that. I don't speak Atlantean. <laughs> so, the crew is given a special fish submarine <laughs> and a bunch, which will probably let them escape past the Leviathan. Was it a Megalodon? No. It looked like a giant tuna. Sporty. Um, and they're given a pile of fucking treasure because what are Atlanteans going to do with a bunch of gold and diamonds and whatever? Yeah, all that stuff is worth nothing to them. It's mm. probably spoils of war from... 8,500 years ago, and they don't fucking need that. But Milo stays behind with Kida because 
they kind of like each other. And he's going to teach people how to read. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also... I guess maybe the king was the last of the elderly that maybe. were alive. Everybody we else is 80... old people. Everybody <laughs> else is maybe 85 years or younger. I mean... <laughs> Fucking babies. Um, they were children when the catastrophe yeah. happened. They take one last photo together. Uh, our expedition crew goes back. They meet with Whitmore. We can see that they're all rich now as they're kitted out in the richest of the rich things. They give the photo to Whitmore. Mila sends him a special gift in the photos. It's a package. Oh, I'm getting a text from Tony. It says um, says on it that uh, I hope this is proof that you, mm-hmm. the proof that you needed and gave him a crystal, which will help keep him alive. Maybe... I don't know. Do these little crystals have any power away from the they, big crystal? I thought they it was glowing. Immortal, but like she I said. healed they're him all, with the crystals. They have cool. some property. But we don't well, know they're if all it's wearing crystals. Or yeah, all true. of them were given a crystal. Milo gives one to Whitmore. They all seem to glow, but they're kind of far from the heart of Atlantis. We don't know how far its power reaches. Yeah, that's true. Or I mean, just little mini batteries. Maybe a hundred years from now, when the Atlanteans have made more people, mm. right? Then maybe it gets well, powerful. We have to watch the second one. It has nothing to do with this. Oh, never mind. Uh, we see Milo and Queen Kida carving a effigy of her father, and they send it into the sky to join the kings of the past. And we see that the city is, thri- is more thriving than it was previously. Because now she's in charge. The end. Thum, thum, thum. Tony wants to go first. Oh, oh shit. Tony never goes first. He never does. First. All right. My favorite character is... Um, Kitagakashi. It's Kita and the bombs guy. Uh, Vinny. Vinny. Least favorite character was Mole. Yeah. My favorite line was uh, when Sweets tells Milo that, you know, there's the thing about hitting rock bottom is you only got one way to go. Mm -hmm. My favorite scene was at the end when uh, I called them Colossuses, but I don't know what they were. The giant temple guys stood up and clapped their hands. Giants. Force field. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. I fight giants. You kill giants. Whatever. I was close. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object. Favorite tertiary object was the, um, I don't know what you call it, the, the flyer that looked like a hammerhead shark that they rode yeah. around in and shot people with. I thought it was cool as hell. Um, oh, maybe this movie. It's it's all right. It's uh, it's in between that yay and maybe it was okay. I, you know, it takes mm-hmm. a lot to get going, but once it gets going, it's enjoyable and, you know. Okay, I'll take it. Kids, kids will dig it. I think. I dig it the most. Yeah. Hi. Let's go around the table. Oh, it's my turn. My favorite character is Milo. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, my favorite character is Vinny. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Your least favorite character is? My least favorite character is Rourke. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene mm-hmm. is when Vinny gives Milo some water. Mm-hmm. And he said, you just didn't drink that, did you? That was nitroglycerin. <laughs> well, don't talk or do anything but pray. And then what's his name walks up and goes, boom, like rock, rocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had my favorite line here saved, but then I closed it, so I have to vamp for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, did you have a favorite tertiary object? Yes. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us that while you were here with your favorite line? <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes like I a, did. That sounds like a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Ah! This is why... Is I, it the coelacanths? I thought that was going to be your favorite object. I thought about it. I thought it might be... What I really you like the flyer. Tro- coined the Spock Rock. 
Oh, the Scott Brock. <laughs> Which one's the the, one? the, uh, the effigy of the king? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a Spock Rock. Okay, I'll go with the Spock Rock. That works. Okay. All right. All right, and my favorite line, if I can ever find it in here, I was so happy that it was in here. I was like, oh, I don't have to write it down. There's a lot of lines in there. Oh, oh fuck it. It was the line where Vinny was like, I could blow that up if I had like uh, 200 of these, but I've got like 10, three of my own, a few cherry bombs. Yeah. Yes. A road flare. Yeah, that. That's a good line. He always has a lot of explosives on. He was, he was really funny. Mm -hmm. Either that one or... This is amazing. This must have taken 10,000 years to build. And then he goes, boom, look, I made the bridge. It took me 10 seconds, 11 <laughs> tops. Yeah, he blows it. One of those two. One of their like intri right. intricately designed columns, he just blows it over. <laughs> look, I made Bomb. a bridge. And I will uh, yay it, mostly because I watched this with the kids when they were babies, not because it's any good. <laughs> uh, I will take it, Carly. It is his first time liking a cartoon movie. I know. <laughs> Amazing. On the my favorite character, also Milo, my least favorite character, also Rourke. My favorite scene was stopping Rourke and getting Keita back. Mm -hmm. My favorite line was, dang, lightning bugs done bit me off my sit Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and then I stop. I don't know if you keep going. No. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have to suck out the poison. It's not as funny as bad lightning bugs on my state palm. Fucking hilarious! It's my favorite line. It's the best line in the movie. It is. Do you have a backup line? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, it bears repeating. You can say it again. That's true. My favorite tertiary object was Leonard Nimoy. Hmm? Okay. And I'll give it a light yay. I don't have nostalgia for it, but it still was enjoyable, and it's a nice hour and a half. Even though it takes a little while to get started, it's still not long. <laughs> All right. I took Elaine's favorite line. <laughs> I know. She was very upset. I know. My favorite character is Mrs. Packard. My least favorite character is Rourke. My favorite scene is the journey to finding Lantis from when the Leviathan attacks to everything... Uh, <laughs> You know, told the fire, and then they find the city. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is the fireflies, which are actually made of fire. My favorite line you already heard, but I will go with my backup favorite cookie line, because is I got your four basic food group, food groups: beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. I was having that was a good one. It's not as good as that, but not as good as the bug one. Which I love. <laughs> Dang, bless the bug, don't bit me on my set pond. <laughs> and this is, I like this movie. I don't know, I like a lot of cartoon movies and Disney films because they're just fun ways to pass the time. This one is enjoyable and not talked about very much. There was this kind of period of time in the late 90s, early 2000s where Disney just wasn't doing as well. Because they were coming off of Lion King and those things yeah. in the mid-90s. And they're but like, like right, what do you got now? The hunchback of Notre Dame and this and Treasure Planet and The Princess and the Frog, they just didn't do very well. And they were still really good movies that I don't know. Well, just, I, think, I think Pixar was happening, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Toy and, Story was kicking ass. Yeah, and, and there was a couple other animation Monster studios. That this were, is before Disney decided if we buy everything yeah, we have to compete. We don't have to worry about it. Well, and there's something about, like, it seemed like the, what year did Shrek come out? That oh, was, I don't know. It's also early 2000s, wasn't it? Movie. I think so. 
because I used to watch there was it other competition age <laughs> there, was, there was in the first time in its existence there was competition for Disney 2001 same year so as this one yeah, so, Today's I mean, Disney put out against but, but people kind of thought that the that the future of animation was not this kind of animation anymore, that it was all going to be that CGI, Pixar, yeah. DreamWorks kind of thing. So I feel like these just weren't getting... And they were right. Toy Story really, like, changed the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and people were just like, well, we don't care about this as an art form anymore. It's evolved. But I think that that's not true, and I think a lot of... Like, they kind of have gone back to some of this to an extent, and it's really well received now. Whereas before, it was like because it just felt too old and it was not the new. Because they just didn't get the views. Like, parents were like, No, why would I go see that when I could take my kid to see Shrek? Because you like animation and Will would want you to know this, you should check out Primal on HBO. He talks about it every day. Every day? Every day. So, I think Elaine would like it. Has he called you yet today? Not yet. Oh, wow. All right, well... You must be sick. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you've seen this movie and what you think. And tune in next week. On the podcast. For John's pick. Hey! So, mm-hmm. being as how well uh, Top Gun Maverick has done, I'm going back to the OG fighter pilot movie. Foxfire? Iron Eagle. Oh. 1986s. I know you'd be like, that's the same year the Top Gun came out. This came out first. Mm. So, yeah, that. Cool. Do you have a song? Fuck. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Kiss the girl. No, no. Sing that down. What a song. Under the sea. Uh oh, Sebastian's back. Oh, man. I think somebody's gonna need to drink and do karaoke one night with the okay. under the sea. I don't think oh I my god, there's an ad. Don't worry about it. Why are there ads? Why are there all these ads? Dolly is better. Dolly is better. Thank you for me. John was watching something that had eight ads in it. Oh my god. The yeah, Stone fucking Coke YouTube guys. now has like eight goddamn commercials. I'm like, this so is getting much, excessive. So much draft fucking kings ads, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> This isn't from this movie here. There are no songs in this movie. We talked about that. There's the soundtrack. And the dog's like, ooh. That's a happy lady. Happy birthday, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Hello. That is a happy lady. Happy birthday, Nikki. Let me turn it off. It's her birthday. Oh, man. Don't tell me a word, not a single word. I want to kiss.